Oh, big gulps, huh? All right. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun when we'll need plastic surgery to remove our smiles. I would like to extend to you an invitation to the pants party. Please have a party. Feed us drinks. Get us late! Wait a minute, there's no birthday party for me here. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find a little weird I have to ask twice. Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Are those sad tissues or happy tissues? Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit amphetamine. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun, though, isn't it? What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Cowboy. The Mike Rutherford Show. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm ahead out west where real women come equipped with scripts and find a nest in the hills. All and right. Like Flint, All buy right. All right. Welcome, everybody. This is the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Tuesday, March 14th, here from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu. See what the U of L College of Business can do for you, including getting your MBA in less than a uh, less than twelve months, and feel like you're being paid to do so in the process. Again, business.louisville.edu. We're on the air today from three until six here on fourteen fifty AM, ninety six one FM, streaming all over these United States of America. You know what's better is the Big X. Mike Rutherford here with Trevor Kelsey. TK learned his lesson from yesterday, rocking a hoodie, not going T-shirt today. The mid-March weather a little bit too much for him. It's got to get warmer soon, but right now it is, it, it's still unseasonably cold. I don't like it at all. How are you, TK? Uh, a little sleepy. I had to wake up this morning. For what? Uh, mom had surgery today. Oh, no. Yeah, nothing, nothing major. She just okay. had to have a texture's head removed from her end. Mm. <laughs> she, she had surgery, though. She had, uh, it was for diticulitis. Uh, uh, is that how you pronounce it? I don't know what you're talking about. Like she can't eat seeds or like peanuts or something, or it makes her like stomach really hurt real bad. Well, I hope she's okay. Yeah, I hope it she, went well. yeah, it's it's I did. It's already done. She's good. She's good. gonna spend the night over there, but she's she's good. So I just woke up around like nine this morning with her. So other than that, and I went back to sleep around like noon. I was so. gonna say, surely you didn't stay up the whole no, time. No, no, or else no, you no. would. Well, I could, it took your me head would be not off the table right now if that was the case. <laughs> I'd be walking in right now, going, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." Here uh, we go. <laughs> just making your Trevor groans. Uh, what do you uh, want? We have basketball tonight. Uh, uh, wrestling last night. Uh. We did. Yeah, actually, I didn't watch wrestling. I ended up watching. first time ever. I finally watched the uh, Thirty for Thirty on Bob Knight. Okay, because I, I guess it was on ESPN like Plus originally when it was released. So I, I and I don't I refuse to pay for ESPN Plus since I pay for ESPN. Mm. You, know, you got you know man's got a code right. Draw man must have a code. I do pay for ESPN Plus. Though. I do the bundle. Well, I guess I the could. The Hulu, ESPN Plus. In fact, I have all the other sites. Disney, I probably Disney should. Plus bundle, yeah. Yeah, I do have it's those. It's a great deal. I probably should do it as well, but, uh, and I'm sure if I, if I asked you or a dozen other people, like, hey, can I borrow your code? They'd probably be like, yeah, here you go. Sure. Like, I mean, the thing is, though, you're paying more if you pay for Disney Plus and Hulu I'm, I'm than already, you would if you had all two of, all three of those together with the bundle. I kid you not, I'd probably pay at least maybe a bill 20 a month in streaming sites. Yeah. Because I pay, I mean, almost all of them are at least minimum $10. and Except for Hulu, which is, I think, up to like 14 and Netflix is up to like 16 now. Well, And you refuse to not do the Hulu 
plan with the ads. Well, it's, it's only like two dollars more. I think it's like five bucks because we went up for. Is it gone? It might have gone up. Originally, it was only like two bucks. I can't remember what show we were. We were watching the Welcome to Wrexham, and like, it's a relatively short show. So having three ad breaks in between like a thirty-two oh, minute show, can't do it. We finally had to upgrade. I'm like, it's worth the five dollars yeah. extra per month. We're doing it. <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. Uh, so that's where we are. I would that yeah, I would I would drive me utterly insane. I can't uh, I can't explain that. I mean, wh- just watch TV if that was the, exactly. So I, I might be paying that much. If not, if I am, it's like again, you're probably right. It's worth it. Yeah. I pay the extra like four ninety nine for Peacock commercialists. Yeah. Even though if you watch WWE, they still put their own commercials in there. Yeah, that's annoying. Yeah. So Monday night, good one for you. Yeah, not too bad. Not yeah, okay. like I said, watched a little old school thirty for thirty, and then. Uh, we didn't do a whole lot. Just kind of, just kind of chilled out. What about yourself? A uh, little, little, little calmer in the, in the Rutherford household. This was a little bit. She was better. Was today. Queen Virginia a little bit more uh, lenient? She was. She got some sleep last night, so she was doing better. Prince John, though, had a doctor's appointment today, <laughs> and I didn't go. Mary took him, and apparently he just he screamed so much that they couldn't even do like the ear check. It's like his. Oh man! He, apparently, he just had a rough go of it. Like had to get a shot, did not handle that well. So we don't like getting up that early, you know. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he he's not having a good time. He we well, got up too early today. That was the problem. He got up at like seven, and he went to bed too late. It was just, it was a disaster. But I've got to tell the story that I told you yesterday. So. I'm trying to remember. I, I have, I have trouble deciphering. Forgotten. Well, I have trouble deciphering what you tell me on and off the air. I know. I know. It's like it's, it's, they're two worlds that just blend together for me, and sometimes I forget which one's which. Well, so I, I make at least one weekly trip to the Pauls. That's like right now. Oh, yeah. Door. Oh, yes. yeah. Yeah, I know where you're going now. So, Mary, we, we get, we always have to have turkey. Our kids eat turkey. Mary has turkey on a sandwich pretty much every day for lunch. So, we have to, I have to make a turkey run. I usually pick up a couple of other things while I'm there. And there was a new. Grapes? The, no, no grapes, no grapes. <laughs> I'm down about half a pound of grape, by the way. Not a boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going a little smoother this time. So at the checkout counter, they do the thing where you know every grocery store, every whatever has the impulse buy. Like, well, they'll, they'll put like a little like tasty snack right there by the the, the checkout counter to try to lure you into spending an extra five dollars or however whatever it may be. You can't tell me times I bought Reese cups because yeah. of that. And, yeah, and so they use they, they've got this whole little like rack where they've got cookies and sweet treats and stuff and i invariably always end up getting something there and so yesterday they've got these things they're little like chocolate covered ding dongs and they're called dream dongs uh and it's it's intentional because they also the same company makes a product that's like happy balls or something they're doing the the sweaty balls thing from snl like where it's just yeah the the entendre is being laid on thick which is fine I don't think they're being very sarc- I mean, they're very, not. They're not being. Yeah, they're not, There's no, no tongue in cheek there. It's just so, pretty much on the table. I, I took a picture. I did the, the obvious show. I sent it to you right after the, we got off the air. I'm, like, I'm there at Paul's, and I'm like, I'm like, here's your dream snack or something like that. <laughs> just a D minus joke, but it's making me laugh. And I look at them, and I'm like, these actually look kind of good. I'm just going to get one. So I toss a dream dong in with my turkey and ice cream and the, the stuff that we got from Paul's. Now, now, will you admit it to me? You just wanted to do, you just bought it just so you could come home and make, Mary, I bought you your dream dong. No, it, it genuinely <laughs> looked good. Okay. I, have, I did not eat it last night, but it, it, it looks tasty. I was, looking, I was like, damn, it actually looks pretty good. Well, ding dongs are good. But so I, I check out and I, I start thinking as I'm walking out the door, I'm like, that sounded way too high. And so I look at my receipt and sure enough, usually the, is if you're buying yeah, dream sure, sure enough, the girl at the counter has charged me for eight of these things instead of one on accident. And I'm like, you know, if, if it were just like two or three, I might be like, whatever, it's worth the, the $4. Don't have to go back in there and deal with this. But it's like, it, it's a solid like $40 worth of these I, things. I was going to say, how much is one? Like three bucks. Three bucks. They're probably decent size, right? No, they're not that big. Should have brought one. So I, I walk back in and I've got to do this thing where 
I go up to this poor teenage girl at the at the checkout counter, and I'm like, oh, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> you charged me for eight Dream Dongs. I only bought one Dream Dong." You emphasize when you said Dream Dong. Every time. Can you <laughs> fix this? And she's like, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I had to." She gives like some excuse. I, I had to put it in for ice cream. And she's like, so how many dream dream dongs did you get? I'm like, this is I'm already so embarrassed. I'm like, I just just the one. And she's like, can I see it? I'm like, here's my dream dong. Here's wow, there's there's Chris Hansen comes walking right through has, the tunnel. She has to see it so she can get the the, the, the little code on the back so she can try to fix it. Ugh. She can't figure it out, so she has to call on one of the other teenage girls. And she's like, hey, like Christy, can you come over here, please? And, and she's like, what's going on? She's like, he only got one dream dong. I rung him up for eight dream dongs. I'm sitting there. Just people are waiting. I I want to kill myself. I'm already. Are you trying not to laugh though? Every time they say no, I'm, I'm mortified. I, oh no! I, I would have eaten the forty dollars at this point to just not have to. These these poor girls are just talking about dream dongs right in front of me, and I'm just like, yeah, I, I just, just the one dream dong, please. Like I, I instantly regret the purchase. It's a horrible day for me. I come home. I tell the story to Mary. She like pees herself. She's laughing so hard. But it was just, they finally get it figured out. They're like, put your card back in. Okay, here's the, we've taken the seven Dream Dongs off your tab. And it was just an error in judgment. This thing better be good. I'm probably going to eat it tonight. But if it's bad, I'm going to, it will make the whole experience just not even worth it. I mean, the only thing missing from that is if she had to been like doing on the, on the speaker. Oh. <laughs> Can I get a price check on Dream Dongs? I got someone wanting a Dream Dong down here. Can I get someone to price check a Dream Dong, please? Not the Happy Balls, the Dream <laughs> <Yeah>. Dongs. <laughs> he got he he got one. He, we charged him for eight Dream Dongs. He just wants one he, Dream he Dong. He wants to return seven of his Dream Dongs. It was so bad. It was just it was terrible. I was like, well, <laughs> he's returning seven Dream Dogs and uh, fourteen sweaty balls. That's, that's how it felt. <laughs> the Happy Balls. I was like, oh. Happy Balls. Sorry. I was like, man. Just I'm surprised like at some point you're just like, you know what? I'll just keep the dongs. Uh, I, there was a part of me that was like, I can, I'll can, i just take the extra seven. They, they I mean, you'll eat them eventually, right? Or Probably. You, I mean, maybe. But these things may suck. I, don't, I have no idea. Well, worst case, no, you just bring them in and sell them to me. Yeah. You know, I'd probably buy You do that. love a good dream dong. <laughs> Who doesn't? I don't know. I've never been actually the, the, the old school ding dong. That's never been my, I've never been a big fan of the ding dong. I'm more, more than a... You're just a dream dong guy. Well, I was going to say I'm more of a Twinkie and uh, Swiss cake roll guy. Eight dream dongs. Eight. Got charged for eight. Just wanted one. Just want the one dong of my dreams. I wish I could say my other joke. Tell you what an eight pack of dream dongs is called. <laughs> I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Anyways. Uh, I think that video is in my PS4. So that was <laughs> that was my Monday evening getting off to a good start. We had a, the, the rest of the night, I mean, it was freezing. John flips out now when I walk Penny and don't take him. So I had to get him like bundled up and put him in the stroller. And like he ref- also refuses to like keep the blanket on himself. So he's got his like hands are out there. His like little legs are like, getting kind of cold. I'm walking around free. Like other parents in full on like parkas and, you know, Eskimo gear are judging me as I walk. My, my, I'm like, he flips out when I don't take him on the walk now. I'm sorry. We, it's a short walk. We're going right home. So that was happening. Uh, there's no basketball to watch, which is kind of odd. You're, watched- you're one of the parents who like you, you, who feels the eyes of judgment on you, don't you? Oh yeah. Like I, I this might come to talk. I always could care less what people think of me when I'm walking. Well, you don't have kids. You would have kids that I wouldn't give a bleep. <laughs> yeah, you don't know that. You don't have kids. I mean, I've taken kids out in public. I've had like my I've had like my friends' kids and stuff. I've babysat and taken it's, out. That's different. I mean, I'd put the kid on a leash. I don't care what they think. Yeah. Well. <laughs> 
I was being judged. And I was like, you know, well, whatever. But get home. We had a solid night. The kids were, were good after that. Uh, watched a little bit of Veep. We've made head, solid progress on Veep. Enjoying that. Get a couple episodes because it's the last time. We, we get first four tonight. We got first four tomorrow. Yep. And then after that, I'm gone. Like, I will not see any the light of day for a solid, you know, until next Monday, which is fine. It'll be fun. I'm sure no, no one will ever know who killed the only mur- who's the only murderer in the building. Yeah, I'm never not going to find out. You're never going <laughs> to. Never, I'm just never going to find if out. If you don't finish my tournament, I'm spoiling it for you. I'm going to read the recap on Wikipedia. I'm just going to right now. Sure. I don't care at this point. <laughs> You're just tired I'm of probably it. not going to watch the third. I did not like the second season that much. I just don't don't care. There's just much. one like major twist at the end. Well, I know Paul Rudd's in the third season. You're like, well, you didn't watch the last episode. So I'm assuming he shows Paul up at, Rudd's in the it's Well, no, the he twist. just shows up at the very end. Oh, okay. Well, Do you want me to tell you the, the, the twist? No, I don't know. Uh, okay. Don't, it's, it's more for the listeners than anybody. Well, that, okay. It's kind you, of a you show. killed the Walter White thing for him. Breaking Bad's been off the air for ten years. Only murders in the building is happening right now. A lot of things can takes a long time to make up for ten years. Well, know. he's dead. There you go. He's dead. Only murders in the building has a new season that's about to start. It's a show that's happening. Steve Martin's dead. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> Uh, we got lots of stuff to get to. We'll talk about the, the latest shuffling on the Louisville men's basketball roster. Uh, we'll talk about some other general college basketball news. I got some bracket tips to pass along. Ooh, I need tips. I got some tips for you. All right. We'll throw it out there. Uh, we also have some, some just general funny news that's happening that I, I want to get your thoughts on. But we start with the big news of the day in the UofL world, which is Sidney Curry officially entering the transfer portal. Uh, not a huge, shocking piece of news, but Curry makes it official, I guess, this afternoon on three once again. Uh, is the first to report that Curry, of course, had a. That's the only thing shocking would be transfer port over going pro, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. Right. Uh, Curry, ha- of course, had a strong end to his first year at Louisville two seasons ago, uh, playing well down the stretch, had 28 points against Wake Forest, had a couple of double doubles after that, uh, had high expectations coming back for this season, did not look like nearly the same player. Um, averaged 4.9 points, 4.3 rebounds, and just played 17.6 minutes per game. Did not appear to be in shape. Did not appear to just have the same fire that he had the year before. It's still a strange thing. I keep seeing people doing the thing where they will like tweet some veiled reference to like when people find out what Sydney was going through this year, they'll understand and all this stuff. And people keep asking me, like, was he dealing with something? I do. Know, I mean, I know he had a a kid. I know that he had a kid. But that's not especially unusual. We've had other players that have gone through that. I don't. Th- I'm assuming that everybody was saying that he was going through something, and when you find out about it, are referring to something else. But I've got no insight there. I do think it was strange, like the lack of production is is one thing, but just the not really looking like the same guy at all, not not showing that same fire, not being in the same type of shape as he was down the stretch last year. The whole deal was just odd. And like you said a number of times, it feels like it's just it's best for all parties concerned if there's a split here, uh, and and he goes and plays his last season of college basketball somewhere else, which, you know, I think everybody kind of knew was going to happen once we got to like December, but it's now official. Cindy Curry will not be a Cardinal next year, and it's it, it's striking to me to see the differences when he made the announcement. I went back and looked today. He made the announcement that he was coming back last year on March 30th. It was like the biggest celebratory piece of news amongst the U of L fan base for the entire year. Like, like I went back and looked at my mentions. I went back and looked at the traffic on the post. I went back and looked at everything that people were saying on Twitter. Like everybody was just so enthusiastic about this. This happens today and people are being, there's no other way to put it. People are being just downright mean about this. And and look, I understand where fans are coming from, where you're like, I don't really want this guy back. He didn't do a whole lot this year. 
I'm certainly in that camp as well. But the amount of people who are, I'm, I'm assuming 12 months ago, were very much in the, this guy has the chance to be the best big man in the ACC, who now are like, don't let the door hit you on the way out, loser. I just don't really understand. Like, I, I wish the best for Sidney Curry. I do think that this probably had to happen for everybody. But I've got no animosity. I don't know what was going on with him. I, don't, I think it's strange. But I'm not going to be like, get your ass out of here. Like, it, it just, It's weird to me that that's kind of the MO from a lot of people when this news like this passes. I just don't really get it. I mean, he wasn't like he was some kind of like locker room cancer or anything. Not I mean, that we know of. No. I mean, no. I mean, right. I mean, and I feel like, I mean, the year before, I guess I keep wanting to say last year, but I guess technically this year was last year now. I guess The last two have felt kind of tied together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's call it 13 win. The 13 and four. <laughs> the Pagese. The Pagese era. I mean, it, it, we learned then that, you know, I mean, something's going on at least behind closed doors. We, we used to get a whip of it. So, I mean, I, I would, you know, I, I don't well, think. we used to get the whole picture. Like, well, like, I was way when more. When everybody was talking Yeah, a I mean, that, that season was way more than a whip. It was like an entire Dutch oven underneath the covers for us. I mean, the but. second somebody said something in practice, <laughs> I got like three DMs. People were like, hey, just so you know. I'm like, well, not so much anymore, which is fine. But it's, it's a good thing. And I mean, and, yeah. I, and I know I was well underachieved, but. I mean, I, I yeah, I mean, I, like him and Withers have the same philosophy before. I mean, like, I, not that I wouldn't take them back. I just felt like it's probably in everyone's sometimes it's best interest, you know, to, you know, no hard feelings. Just you go your way. I'll go my way. We'll listen to some Fleetwood Mac as we do it. And then, you know, we, we each enjoy our, our, our futures. And, and, I, and I hope Curry goes somewhere. I'm curious where he'll go. Same. I mean, I don't know if he would. I could see him going more being a mid major. I mean, he should probably be in a mid major more than anything to where he where he wants to probably play and impact the way he wants to. I mean, he goes to a power depending, I guess, on the power five school. I mean, he could have played here a lot more. We're technically a power five by rule still. He's from Fort Wayne, Indiana, initially. So, okay, one one of the smallest schools in Indiana would kind of make sense. I can see him. I mean, I don't know if Indiana State's too small, but I or mean, I mean, look, Mike McGee is an assistant at Butler. Butler, yeah, I can be, see him fitting yeah, in. That in would kind be bad of, if he does come back with the the mindset that we saw down the stretch from him last season. Then I, I can see him being a player who would fit in with the kind of the culture at Butler. Yeah, I, I don't think that would be. Yeah, I don't think that would be a bad fit at all. It, I, hope, just, I hope he does, and he does. He does. He plays well. I mean, unless they play us, there's no point. I guess diving into why it didn't work out this year because it's it's water under the bridge at this point. To Throw it back to a Trevorism from yesterday. It's water over the bridge. It's, it's water going through the bridge. It's water over the dam. There's water going through the dam. There's a leak in the dam. No, uh, no through. This, there's no it doesn't leak. matter at this point. Like it doesn't matter whose fault it was. There clearly was a disconnect between Curry and the staff, or, or just something wasn't clicking this year. And it's fine. Maybe there's a, a logical explanation for it, but. There was no point in him running it back here another year. I think that much was was very apparent this season. And look, it'll kind of hurt a little bit if he does go somewhere, let's say like a Butler, or does go to a mid-major and dominates if he you know, gets back into the shape that we saw him in 12 months ago and plays the same type of fire that we saw him playing with 12 months ago. But it wasn't going to happen here. And we've got new big guys coming in next season. We've got Dennis Evans just committed to us over the weekend. I think we've got some more guys waiting in the wings. You feel like you're probably going to bring back J.J. Trainer, potentially Brandon Huntley-Hatfield. Curry's playing time was probably going to be even less next season if he stayed than it was this year. And it just, this had to happen. I mean, uh, I don't know if he would dominate. I think, I think, I mean, this, for me, a ceiling for him, even at a Butler, would be like 10, 11 points, maybe like 
five, six, seven rebounds a game, maybe. But I, I, when I said dominant, I meant like if he went to like the, the Southland Conference or something. Oh, well, I, I mean, can yeah. see him being a, a a force in one of those leagues. If he comes with that same mentality and gets into that shape that he was 12 months ago. If, he, if he's this player that we saw this year, he's not dominating anywhere. He's not he's not really no, an impactful no, no. player anywhere. No, I mean, well, short of like going to like the MEAC or something. I, I don't mean, even think but, there. I mean, he did not dominate Florida A&M. He was... <laughs> Oh no! Which one? one of, I mean, actually, that was his good game. Yeah, I was saying one of me had like 16 rebounds, didn't he? I think. I think that was his only good game this yeah. year. So that, there you go, buddy. But he was not an impactful player on a four and 28 team. When that's the case, you, you know, it's typically a sign that you would not have been a big time player just about anywhere. But hopefully, if he can get his mind right, if he can figure out whatever was going on with him and get back in that that I mean, I saw the picture of him after I think the Virginia game in the tournament this past uh, you know two seasons ago, where he's like flexing. He looks like a different human being. I mean, the only thing I and this is me speaking out of my butt, so I could be completely wrong. This is all speculation, but I mean, I, I could see maybe I don't know. We know, like in the Big East era, he you know he took some time getting back into shape, and mm-hmm. he was late in that season as well, kind of getting into game form, so to speak. And I, possibly, I mean, with like you said, all the hype of, of the little fan base, you know, kind of putting him on a pedestal. Not you know, there wasn't much you know people to put on that pedestal, but he was one of them coming into the, this new you know new pain era and you know possibly he just kind of let you know kind of let it i don't want to say go to his head but maybe you know kind of let himself get it loose a little get get a little loose with the diet again as we kind of saw when the season began and maybe thought coming into the season he thought he was going to maybe get his butt slapped a little bit you know maybe he, he kind of gets i don't want to say handed to him but you know just being like you know i'm the guy i should be treated like the guy maybe then else is getting treated like the guy maybe he didn't like that i don't know yeah, who knows and this again, he does talk about butt. He does have that body type where it's sort of like I'm trying to think of the best way to explain this the Barkley body, sort of, or like the Zion Williamson body, yeah. where like they're when they get in really good shape, you can tell that they're just like they're one week away from having a bad eating week or like taking a break from the weights to looking like a different person. Okay. Like they just, yeah, you know, some people. Are just naturally gifted in that they they're they're naturally shredded. They can eat the wrong things. They can like me. Know, yeah, exactly. I th- you were the first person who came to my mind. You can take three weeks off from your rigorous exercise regimen, and you can still look just insane. But Sidney Curry, I think he's that body. If you just get away from what got you shredded, you're gonna start looking kind of overweight. I think you see that with Zion when he gets hurt and he takes a couple of weeks off from from his training. It's just that it's unfortunate. Like genetics are a weird thing. And I think that's kind of what was working against him. And you're probably right. Like, for whatever reason, he did seem to not attack the offseason with the same vigor. And he looked like a different person. He played like a different person. He never seemed to be in shape. And there's a clip that I shared when I was watching those highlights from last year's ACC tournament where he catches a lob. His face is, like, at the rim. He, like, cocks it back and, like, tomahawk dunks it. He could barely dunk when he was, like, alone underneath the rim this year. He, he, just, tried, he tried to dunk on a couple people and, and it just missed. missed every like, time. He just he, he looked like a different person, and because of that, he had to play like a different person because he didn't have that same balance, that same agility, and it clearly affected his game this season. But uh, all the best to him. Hopefully he can get in shape, can can get over whatever happened, yeah. finds a solid landing spot. I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting here. I hope everybody who leaves this program and who has left this program goes on to have success. There's, there's no hard feelings over here. I saw Nolan Smith's wife you know, tweeting – in the midst of all the just nasty stuff that's out there saying, you know, thank you so much for being the kind person that you are. We're wishing nothing but the best for you. Uh, we're rooting for you always. Like that's, I mean, clearly she would know him better than we do. And it sounds like they've got, you know, they're not upset with Sidney Curry for 
whatever wasn't working this season. It sounds like he's just a he's a genuinely good person, and something was just amiss this year. Who knows what that was? I mean, you saw both. I mean, last year and this year, it, just took, it looked like he did not enter either season in, in the proper shape. And, and listen, somebody who's the big, the closest thing to lifting weights that I've done in the last ten years is benching three pounds of grace while I eat them. So I, mean, <laughs> I think I can I can completely relate to the. Sydney, uh, especially like you said, he has a kid. I mean, he's probably probably put. It's hard to get to the gym when you got a newborn. It's tough, it's unless tough. you're benching the kid. Well, you got you got to get it in when you can. <laughs> you make to make the time. Put the kid on your back and start doing push-ups. <laughs> Add that nine pounds. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. When she gets the toddler, well, I'm gonna be ripped. <laughs> now, the other piece of news I want to get to before the, in, in the first segment here. We mentioned this yesterday. It happened while we were on the air. But Carter Bryant, one of the top players in the class of 2024, uh, four-star kid out of Cal- five-star kid out of California, who's the number four overall player in the class according to 24/7 Sports, announced yesterday that he has trimmed his final list. I guess his father technically made the announcement for him. Says he's down to Louisville and Arizona. I watched a little bit of Carter Bryant. I, I was familiar with the name because you know the talk about him coming in for Louisville Live and then having to cancel, then coming in later. Uh, I knew the name, but I hadn't really seen him play. Like, he's one of those guys that you do look at. We, we haven't, even when we've gotten five stars or high four stars, we haven't gotten like the kid that Kentucky gets. The, the, the I'm a one and done, I'm a lottery pick, I can change your program instantaneously. Now, some of those guys don't end up working out, but a lot of them do. And we haven't really had a shot with any of those guys. We've had some McDonald's All Americans, but they've been lower end McDonald's All Americans. Carter Bryant is a top five player for a reason. The highlights are. I mean, he's the guy that you like. You look at and you're like, damn, like, like that dude's going to be unreal. He's going to UCLA. He's going to UK. He's going to Carolina. He's going to Kansas. We could get a guy like that. And it makes me excited that we've got now crystal ball predictions from some national writers and some local writers that are saying it's sounding good for Louisville. He talked to 24-7 Sports about both Louisville and Arizona. Here's what he said about Louisville. Louisville has a legendary coaching staff. Legendary in all caps. What they have have all accomplished individually and collectively is going to be hard to find anywhere in the country. I think what that coaching staff and the support the city brings uh, is a feeling that's hard to give, get at a lot of colleges. This year doesn't represent what that program is capable of, but down the line, it is a program that could very well become a powerhouse in the ACC. Now, here's what he had to say about Arizona. Arizona is a legendary school. Legendary in lowercase letters. Hmm. Ooh. Hmm. Hmm. Giveaway? Maybe. When a coaching staff that has welcomed me and my family with open arms comes in and gives me an opportunity to play for a staff that has produced so many pros, it is a school that will definitely catch your eye. How Coach Lloyd and the rest of the staff believe in their players and allow them to play with freedom is also important to me as well. The consistency that that program has showed over the past two years with a new coaching staff shows how the players and community has bought into Coach Lloyd and the high-level coaching staff out in Tucson. So, yeah, obviously you, you don't like the juxtaposition between him saying, hey, they had a coaching turnover, and they're just as good as they were before Sean Miller left. That shows that everybody bought into the coach and bought into the culture and all that stuff. And then you compare that to Louisville, where we had a coaching turnover, and and clearly uh, we won four games. But the legendary in all caps, that's the the difference to me. Do you worry that that Lloyd coming from Gonzaga, who also recruited him heavily as well? Has a has has more of a long time longer connection with him. He does, but I mean, you, you got to take into account too. Like, he's a twenty twenty four kid. He's junior in high school. So when Lloyd was recruiting him at Gonzaga, he was like fourteen years old, which helps. Which is possible too. I mean, uh, I, I, I'm he probably was. Yeah, he probably at least or at least knew who he was. Yeah, and kept him. Going. He is a West Coast kid, 
but I also think that we're we're doing some stuff with NIL. And, and we're makes, in all caps. That may, and we're all caps. Uh, I mean, the fact that people are predicting that he's going to go to Louisville is, is saying something. I know 2024 is a long way away. I don't know. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about reclassification with Trenton Flowers. I'm assuming Carter Bryant is not a reclass candidate just because I haven't heard it discussed anywhere. But he's one of those guys, the situation that we talked about, where Kenny Payne reshapes this year's roster. We over. I, I still think you need to overachieve to a point where you are over 500. You're competitive in the conference. You and I are saying we think they need to be a tournament team in year two. But if you're close and you don't get there, I think the way that you can still have the fan base bought in and the way that you can still get a third year from Josh Hurd is to have a loaded 2024 class waiting in the wings. If you've got Carter Bryant and a couple other kids and you, you know, you have a team that goes from four wins to 17, 18, 19, 20 wins, even if you miss the tournament, I think that you can do something with that, especially if you're getting the bulk of players from that team I, I that made that large improvement coming back and then adding that class to it. I think it also matters. I mean, we it just it's just not all black and white with the record, I think, when we say, because, I mean, there's also a way of how you got to that 17 wins. I For mean, sure. We want to see the system work. Yeah, you want, you want to see maybe, I mean, possibly – you know, you you get you get a, you know a good nice you know row maybe a row win at Carolina or do you know get get some we, we, the quad one wins. I think also a defense a that looks functional, right? Exactly. Yeah, you're you're not you don't you you have you have more wins than you do losses of twenty points or more, which is something we can't say this year. I mean, you know that that's yeah. If you're not going to make the tournament, which you're going to have to show me some things along with that said recruiting class coming in, and, and as I mentioned, just yeah, you know. Uh, a more positive way of getting to, you know, I guess, yeah, 17 wins probably not going to get you in a tournament unless you're, you know, in the Big 12 where you can, you know, win six tournament conference games and still get in. But seven. This, my bad. Sorry. Uh, then, yeah, then, then, then I would have to, then, then we would have, we can cross that bridge when we come to it. But primarily still, the tournament is, is the, is the ultimate goal, which it should be every, every day. For sure. I'm just saying, like you know, we're not making the decisions here. If you wanted a majority of the fan base on your side, and also Josh Hurd on your side, I think that scenario can make that happen. If you have a winning season, and you've got this class waiting to join the fray. One one positive for Kenny though is now we have Jeff Brom here, who's going to be just killing it in football, which may help some take some distraction from take some pressure away. It could take some off of pain. I can see that. I mean, you got to think the season starts in the, in the process. We're in the middle of just beating Kentucky and, you know, going and, and looking ahead to the ACC title game. You know, I, I could. But back to Bryant real quickly, and then we can take a break. Uh, bringing in Evans is great. I, I think that bringing in Dennis Evans for this season is great. I think he's a rim protector. I think he'll be here for multiple seasons. I think he'll get better offensively. He'll put on muscle. If this coaching staff is what they're supposed to be, which is you know, really, really high level when it comes to developing big men he could be one of the best centers in the country by his sophomore, junior season and a potential first round NBA draft pick down the line. I think Trenton Flowers can be really good as well. I think if you reclass him, he's a guy who's not, you know, maybe not a top 30 player in the 2023 class, but he's a guy who can come in and play big time minutes and help you out immediately. Bryant to me is on a different level than these kids. Like when you talk about Carter Bryant, he's one of those guys that you can see coming into a program like Louisville being ACC freshman of the year, being first, second team all-conference, being a guy who can be the best player on a good team as a true freshman. I think he's got that type of ability. And landing him is a, once again, it's sort of like we talked about yesterday, it's a tangible piece of evidence that the fan base can can grab onto and say, 
this is why Kenny Payne can work. These are the types of players that we thought he was going to get from day one. It's starting to happen now. It will happen more down the line. And if you can combine that with looking like you have a good sense of what you're doing in year two, the defense looks way better. You're running an offensive system that seems to make sense and produce good shots consistently. I think then you can talk yourself into year one was a total disaster, but our worst suspicions were true. It was just about the players. It was a mess. Maybe Payne did some things that an inexperienced first-year head coach is going to learn from. He's learning from it now, and we're bringing in elite talent. He's getting better as a head coach. He's got the tools. The staff's great. Now we can fire on all cylinders. This is again, we're trying to talk ourselves into this. This is the these are the first steps wow. of that scenario happening that had to be taken, and it looks like they're they're coming to fruition. And again, I'm not going to just just poo poo on that because you know we've got to see him win. Of course, we have to see him win. But all he can do in the offseason is exactly what he's doing right now. At the very least, we have to tip our cap for that. I mean, just over a year ago, we were talking ourselves into success off the, the acquisition of Devin Reese. I mean. There's one talent we have. It is talking, speak for yourself. It is talking ourselves into things. So I mean, this, this the one thing I like, and this is no respect to my man Dennis the Menace Evans or anything, or even or even Flowers, but like I just I feel like when you look, and I haven't watched Carter Bryant, but just when you look at just step back and look at the the resume, and you see again, you know, like you said, the number five small forward in the country, five star kid, number one in his state. Well, not, Bryant's the number four overall player. He's not the number five. Oh, small I'm, well, forward. I'm just I'm, I'm actually looking at two four seven. They have him at five. They have him as the number four overall player, not the number five small forward. Yeah, I'm looking uh, Lebanon National five small forward number one California. Well, what's well, what's the composite? I'm sorry. Yeah, their my rankings bad. are the, the yeah, not the composite. Not, rankings. My bad. That's composite. You're right. Four one one. Yeah. Point being is that now see you got six eight two twenty five, which is NBA small forward size. Mm-hmm. The, the size that we talked about. You know, you always you that, that what we're always looking for at six eight to six ten two twenty five. You know. With that game, that's the recruit that you can actually get. And again, this is nothing against, nothing against Flowers and, and Dennis, but it's the guy that you can make a lot of little fans go DJ who. And that's kind of what Kenny Payne still needs to do. Yeah, I mean they're different classes, so true. But it's if still, Widener it's, comes in next year and like lights it up, <laughs> then he's like a McDonald's all. It's like a first team All American. Then that's not going to really. But you, well, you still, matter you'll anymore. have you'll we'll have some little fans being like, "Listen, that's great. We Carter Bryant's going to be better." He is rating higher, isn't he, in terms of overall? No. Wagner was number one or number two everywhere. Well, it was number one or two. Because the Jackson class. kid reclassified. Yeah. Oh, well, that's that's the only reason why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I say, well, that doesn't count. Hit us up on, on the Thornton Sucks line with your thoughts about this or anything else today. 502-414-1450. It's the last day before the, uh, you know, the madness kind of gets in full swing. We'll do a lot of previewing tomorrow. The games will start on Thursday. So if you've got kind of off-the-beaten-path thoughts, hit us up today. We'll get to all that good stuff. Ooh, Taboo Tuesday? Kind of, yeah. A little bit of Taboo Tuesday. We'll stay more on topic. I mean, we're talking about the roster. I do want to talk a little bit of tournament uh, coming up, but yeah. we'll, we'll do some Taboo Tuesday we stuff as well. We can be Taboo well. with the tournament. We've already talked about Ooh. Dream Dongs. So. Taboo Tournament Tuesday. Taboo Tournament Tuesday. I'm it's Triple that. T, baby. And a reminder on that Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450, that Thornton's is hooking you up with 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller for just 89 cents right now. Stop into any one of the 102,312 area Thornton's locations. Grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and it's going to cost you just 89 cents, less than a buck. You can't get much for less than a buck, but you can get a big old drink from Thornton's right now. And then hit us up on the text line at 502-414-1450. We'll take some text after the break. Keep it locked right here. It's the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. 
Thank your mother for a butt like that. Can I get some fries with the shake, shake? Mississippi putting it down. I'm the hottest round. I told you, uh, y'all can't stop me now. Listen to me now. I'm lasting 20 rounds. And if you want me, then come on, get me now. Is you with me now? All right, welcome back in. So I, I just got an email. We got to read this. This is. Are you ready for the power of the Big X? The power of the Mike Rutherford show. <laughs> yeah. I just got an email from Happy Balls. <laughs> Hi, Mike. We haven't listened yet, as I just received a text from a regular listener saying you've had some experiences with our dream dongs and happy balls. <laughs> We're going to listen to it, but curious if you might like to have some samples on the show and mention our website is Derby's Around the Corner and people need balls and dongs, of course. You're, you're making this up, I right? I swear to God. Best, Christy and Amity, Old Louisville Candy Kitchen, makers of happy balls. Okay, two things. One, I got an email just like that from somebody <laughs> else earlier last was night. Was it in your spam folder? Yeah, it was not I've been getting my email like and it's like it'll just say Jennifer and be like hi Trevor. And I'm yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I get those a lot. Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought I was special, but anyway, uh, that two. Yes, Incredible. I, I, I want them to send as many balls and dongs here as they can. Get all the balls and dongs in the Big X I mean, studios. Pack them into the back. Of the, reply now, Big X. And be like, well, we're here till six. When can you arrive? The look on some of the people's faces who work here. If we got a shipment of dongs and balls here, <laughs> would be worth every day that I spent. Everything that we've done on the station would be yeah, worth got, it just for that. Got a box of dongs here for Rutherford. Put the balls here. <laughs> the dongs go over there. Be gentle with them. We got to keep them separate. <laughs> keep, keep them separate. I mean, but, they, not, but not too far. Do apart. they come in? A, do they, they come in like package deals? You get like I said, you know, you got, do the, can you get them or if you? The ones that I saw again, this was all happening at Paul's yesterday. Uh, they had like the little bags of like little happy balls over here that can come together. The dogs were individually wrapped. The the dream dogs. So they were neutered dogs. More like severed. <laughs> severed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Some severed dogs. They didn't come together. No. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm gonna respond to that email during the next break and be like, hell yeah. Now these are only in chocolate, right? I think so. I mean, I again, which, which this means a, they're probably pretty large. It was a very, eh, it was a very <laughs> impulse buy. <laughs> So I don't know. I didn't really have a chance to really look, but I'm gonna have the one tonight. The different flavors. I uh, maybe <laughs> they might. The, what's the cake in Seinfeld? There's cinnamon baka. <laughs> we'll have to There's figure cinnamon it out. cinnamon dong. <laughs> we'll have to figure out. Uh, we'll have to see what's going on. But yeah, we. Might you be, you need to reply right. I mean, I'm going to during okay. the break. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna make that happen. Whenever people offer me free stuff, I always take it. I. I have a I have a notebook with C.J. Beffer's face on it from when I, when I was a part of the football writers because they wanted me to vote for him. Yeah, I'll take anything. I've got an Obi Top yeah. and pen. Yeah, so yeah, somewhere. Take, yeah, vote Obi. Yeah, I think I did. My vote is always for sale. All right, five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's tax line. We're gonna take some text now. We talked first segment about Sidney Curry leaving, Carter Bryant potentially coming in uh, in twenty twenty four. We also know Sky Clark took his, I guess it's taking his visit today was the the word yesterday. Uh, Trenton Flowers commitment coming Friday. It's all happening when it comes to the roster reshaping and the restructuring of the overall perception of Cardinal basketball. The offseason needs to be won, and so far, so good. Before we get into things, I want to point something out. The, uh, the show text today, the picture you put out there. Uh-huh. I have one of those basketballs. Still. I've got the uh, well, I used to. I don't have it anymore. The the Colorado, the Denver. That's one. the one I have. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll never forget that logo because of Pizza Hut. Exactly, and that's one of my kind of my favorite Final Fours. I mean, I, I 
One of the first ones I really remember watching was kind of the 89 one we've talked about, Ramil Robinson, yada, yada, yada. There's there's one for you, Texer. But uh, the 91, I don't know, it's, I, that one always, I guess because of that basketball and just you know, 10 years old right in that age. And that, that's the bottom. And you had UNLV and Georgia Tech, Arkansas, Duke. and Yeah, that's the one I remember the most. And I still have that many. But the, the logo is so worn down, you could probably barely yeah. see it. But I think mine was too. And I had it for like three years. And someone now, here's the thing. Somebody I'm like, the, replied to it. Like, they, 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 they still offer them again, but they're the mini version. They've got new ones, but they're not Final Four logos. It's like March Madness. But even the, even the one in the, ni- like the 90-91 ones, they weren't like the normal size basketballs, I don't remember. They were like smaller versions. I think mine was. Mine was like the one that I had. I think was like a normal size basketball. Now I remember they had the the larger ones that were like blue and black, and ha- I think they came out in the nineties as well. I remember those. They also yeah. started doing women's basketballs, which were the women's size. They were smaller. Yeah. Now this one, uh, yeah, this was, was a mini ball. It wasn't like that's what they're doing. It now. was. Yeah. I think that's so what, much ball I feel talk like that's on the what, show today. <laughs> it's my basketball season. What can I say? Uh, <laughs> if we were going to do the friends logo, it would be the, the one about dongs and balls. Yeah. <laughs> The uh, but that, I'm pretty sure the one I have is a, like a smaller version, hmm. kind of like you'd get when you used to. Do you remember the, the uh, when you hit the free throw, uh, the Papa shot thing at the uh, fair? Yeah, and you get the basketballs. I would, I got, I would get those all the time. Sick brag. Oh yeah. Oh, I was, I was man. <laughs> they'd see me coming down the, the midway and they'd just fear. All right, let's take some text here. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. That's the Thornton's text line. Texture says. I'm still worried that we are not going to bring in experience and too much high school talent, especially at the point. I mean, it's fine to be worried about that because we don't know. It's comforting to me that I know that we're targeting players in the transfer portal. Like, we reached out to the kid at VMI. I think we've reached out to Davion McKnight from Western Kentucky already. They have to know that bringing in 18, 19-year-olds is not going to be enough to turn this program around in one year. It's a good sign for the future. But for next season, if we're trying to get back to – because, look, whether Payne knows this or not, the reality is if you bring in this talent, you reshape the roster, people are getting excited during the summer, and then you go out there and you win 10 games, even if you've got Carter Bryant, even if you've got two other five stars in the 24 class waiting for the season the season after, it ain't going to matter. You can't win 14 games in two combined seasons at Louisville and get a third year. It's just it's not going to happen. And the whole stigma, the whole narrative about you can bring in the greatest recruiting class in the history of college basketball, and this guy can't coach him up, is only going to grow. He needs to win next year. He doesn't have to you know, go to a Sweet 16. He doesn't have to win the ACC, but he needs to win five times as many games, uh, just about, as he did in year one if we're going to feel comforting. And, and I think if he's going to feel solid about getting that third season. So in order to make that happen, yeah, you need some experienced talent in the backcourt. If we're just Sky Clark, May well turn things around. He may well look like the guy that people thought that was going to, they were going to see at Kentucky last season, the guy who earned the starting job at Illinois and showed flashes of being really good. But if you're putting all your eggs in that basket, that is a recipe for disaster. Because what if he's not? What if he's, I mean, look, people kept saying the same sort of things about Rocket Watts. Remember him? And I was like, no, 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 no. Rocket Watts so much. He's still playing college basketball. And guess what? He is terrible. He just never got better. Where did he go after Maryland last year? Oh, God. He's he's like a low, he's in a mid major. I watched him play in like the Big South tournament. And he's not he's on a bad team and was not good for them. Still not playing. He's just he just he wasn't good. And like I I, I you know, maybe hopefully that's not the case with Sky Clark, but maybe it is. He, I, I, he's at he's plays for Oakland in Michigan and he averaged 
8.7 points and 1.2 assists this year for the Grizz. They had a good team a couple years back, I remember. Not not this year. No, well, maybe it's like 10 years back. They yeah. lost in the first round of the uh, Horizon League to Northern Ducky, and he had two points. So I think they made the tournament one year, if I'm not mistaken. No. I saw them play in the first four in Dayton. They played the was Yeah, okay. Yeah. I, knew, I, knew, I knew they had a couple of good teams many moons ago maybe it seems like but. it was i was a sophomore it was my it was the first year they had the the first uh, the, the playing game raw marshall was an nba draft pick and he they lost but he was he had a huge dunk because that was the whole thing it's, it's oakland not in california right. so in michigan yeah. um i was this texter i agree yes you should have right to worry because you do want and I, I don't think it's a secret that you and i both have expressed that we want transfer experienced players from the portal but you also do need to have the freshman too, and the fact that you're starting to get some—at least that's that's a start in the right direction, at least for sure. If I'm going to be Mr. Positive, we're looking—you know—I want to—I want to like you said the other day. I'm looking for any butt to slap, grab, and mm-hmm. and, and and hold. And then if, if that's that's what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to try to be positive, and that's the positivity part of it. Texas, what happened with Trevor and the chair, and is Trevor in the trench as a possible segment? What's Trevor the Trench? What would, what would that be under? What would that? Define? I get to reference the podcast we do, like Dan the Dumps, Mike in the Mud. Oh, we, like we you brought that up before, yeah. Bad stuff that happens to us. Uh, Trevor in the chair. I mean, you can tell you told the story yesterday. Yeah, the, the, the chair is still. Uh, the thing is, it's still kind of it's a lot so much more comfy than the office chair I was sitting in. So it's kind of like I'm just here's a shock. I'm just kind of like accepted it, moved on. I need to. Which is not probably You're never good. Getting that fixed. Yeah, because I I need. I mean, they technically owe it for me. I mean, the chair was a decent price. Maybe you get what you pay for, but I mean, it's it's just basically now instead of being a, like a massaging, reclining, lifting chair, it's kind of like a just a, a like a movie studio chair type thing. So, do all you need it? All you need is the plug and the control, right? Apparently, yeah. That's I need the the remote control. That and, should be an easy fix for you. And the plug, to, like I guess, plug underneath it. Like, I, I don't know. Are I, you sure it wasn't in like a small box within the big box and you just didn't see it? That's have you looked twice? Well, I mean, no, because I haven't really haven't looked once. Because um, I didn't put it together. I was I was kind of asleep when it was put together anyway. You should have at least looked in the box. And it was a box. It might gone. just be in there. The box is gone. Okay. But now, according to the little piece of paper that my my mom's hippie friend Bob uh, left in the side pocket. It said that the remote and the the wire were like in a box underneath the ma- the the bottom the the frame piece. So I'm wondering if I lift it up, if there's a box underneath there they just didn't see. There very well might be. I mean, you got to remember this was being put together by my mom, who is God love her. You I, made I, your mom do this? No, well she was there overseeing it. She was the one. Pro- you made your mom project manager while you were sleeping? I don't know. No one makes my mom. My mom is a control freak with no expect no no ability to actually control things properly. She's the one. At least she tries. She has to be over your shoulder telling you how it has to be done with no concept of actually how to do it. That's my mom. I, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's insane. There's, there's a reason why I smoke two packs of everything a day. <laughs> I mean, there's my, my aunt texted me and said, do you need me to come over and help you out with anything? You're with mom at, at, at the hospital. And I, I said, no. I said, you gave me everything I needed at night at my home alone. I mean, I just got to love you, mom. I want you back eventually. But uh, no, that's so he he did it, and Bob's a good guy. But again, there's a reason why I call him the old hippie guy. He's maybe check. He's a stereotype, a walking stereotype when it comes to old school hippies. Maybe just check the box. <laughs> What's in the box? Might might be a cord. What's in the box? <laughs> might be uh, something that can make that chair work properly. You're never gonna get this chair fixed. It, it, it's it, my issue. It, it, might, it might be. Who knows what it could be? It could be. It could even be a boat. <laughs> 
Texas says, uh, Mike, if you look at the March Madness Trends rules that you wrote, all the one seeds can theoretically be ruled out. And two of the two seeds, um, it's a long list. Would yeah. you go through one of those like uh, rules by the numbers things? That, I did a lot of like bracket trends. Like yeah, yeah but so eleven seeds are hot. We talked. You talked about this yesterday as well. How the eleven seeds have been playing hot. game. Yeah, first playing four. Game, yeah. yeah, always yeah, always produce. Yeah, we, we can read some of those a little bit later. Um, Texas says this is the best sto- story in the history of the show. I'm assuming this is about the Dream Dongs. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it's by recliner. <laughs> Texas says so it was after you threw your dream dong into your sack with the meat that you realized you were overcharged so you proceeded to back it up so you could show your dream dong to the teenage cashier at which point she asked you to reinsert your card so that you could be fully satisfied with your dream dong purchase yeah that about sums it up <laughs> I just at one point did you just want to look at her and go man will you please stop saying dream dong <laughs> I, I, I did I was just like I, I, I was just so sorry I'm like huh I'm, I'm sorry about this. It's the last thing. The, the, if it had been like the ice cream, it would have been so much easier, or the turkey, or I don't even know what else I got. Like anything but the dream like, doll. I don't know why. I just like, I'm trying to think like ways to make this better. Like if you had Virginia with her, she's like getting thrown up panic. She's like, dream dog, dream dog, just yelling at the top of her lungs. That would have at least made it more funny. That would have been less awkward, I think, than what it was like just me by myself talking to these two girls. People like snickering in line at you, like, pervert. <laughs> pretty sure. And they, maybe, maybe they got some dream dolls themselves. They look pretty damn tasty. Texas says Curry is like how Booger McFarland described Ke- uh, Kelvin Benjamin. He's a Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. That's that's kind of what I was trying to get at when Kelvin it came Benjamin. to that that body type. <laughs> I forgot that's the Florida State wide receiver. Remember when he showed up to camp and he was like he was he was large. Yeah, a few years ago. I was thinking of Eddie Lacy style. <laughs> yeah. Texas, says, did you see that Mac regrets coming to Deville? Uh, no, I saw his, I, I saw his comments when he got asked about coaching this year on, you know, he's doing the field 68 podcast with, uh, Jeff Goodman and those guys. And I saw him talking about how it's not the right time for him. His daughter, one of them is going to play college volleyball in Florida. The other's going to IMG Academy for a senior year of high school. And she's committed to Vanderbilt. So basically they're moving to Florida soon is what he said. Okay. And he's like, it doesn't make sense for me right now. He's like, I'm a volleyball dad. I do, which is kind of what you and I have said for a while. Yeah. The, the word when he left the program was he's going to wait until his girls graduate high school to get back into coaching. I think his youngest daughter has one more year of high school and she's going to spend it at IMG. And then I can see him getting back in the game. I do think he'll coach again, but he said definitively not for next season. He'd be good. I, mean, I still think he'd be a good hire for the right position. The right, the right I do too. Do you, have you seen the news real quickly? <laughs> I know James. Are you gonna bring up away? <laughs> you know I'm gonna bring up away. I know. Well, I was about to make a joke. It's like even if somebody does hire him on the rebound, at least he won't get suspended. So Will Wade gets hired by McNeese uh, State. Yeah. I guess formerly McNeese, McNeese State, now just McNeese. Oh, they dropped the. Yes, they dropped the. State? Everybody's dropping the state. But he gets hired yesterday, and they announced today that he is suspended for the first five games of next season. <laughs> Did Which you, is objectively hilarious. One of the funniest things that I've ever seen in college basketball. Has he even made the campus yet? I, I mean. <laughs> Could not be funnier. This like, has to be a record, right? I love one of the guys from Three Men. We've was was talking, he was like, "How many games is Beard gonna get suspended at Old Miss?" I was like, "They're definitely not going to suspend him." But just could not be more funny. Like, just to go and show you how much integrity we have, we're suspending this man for five games, but we're sure as hell hiring him. Five games that we probably wouldn't win anyway. That are by games that we're just gonna get our go and get our asses kicked before we get ready for our actual conference season. Mini State is the by game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're playing five-five games. I'm sure they'll be playing, you know, power conference teams yeah. that would beat them anyway. 
Uh, who cares if you have Will Wade for those? Oh, okay. It's all just so hilarious. But I mean, could not be more funny. Within 48 hours, they announced his hiring and his suspension at the yes. same time. Nope, with 24 hours. I mean, was it yesterday when they yes, announced it? Was okay, yesterday. I can't remember it was Sunday. Sunday. He got hired yesterday. They announced a five game suspension for his first five games to, uh, today. Incredible. Did, could they not mention that in the, the hiring press conference? No, apparently they, not. They want to save that for special breaking news. It's the dumbest, best sport in America. It, it's, <laughs> I couldn't love college basketball more. I no, mean, no other sport's going who, to give that. I to mean, you. do we is he spend it just for his, his his antics at LSU carrying over, or did he do something That's else? My, yeah, I assume it. I don't. I mean, I, I mean, so he's been there 40, 24. I mean, what here do you like double park and flick off the president or something? I mean, I don't think he smacked an employee yesterday or you know, <laughs> peed on somebody. Walked into. I'm a, assuming this is based on the LSU stuff. <laughs> he's walked in and told the president to go bleep himself. I'm sitting here. I mean, because LSU still has not heard from the the IRP. I don't think. Um. When they do, I'm assuming that they're going to. Are they the last team then? Because or is Arizona? Kansas has, we have, NC State it's has, LSU and Arizona. Arizona, okay, I NC couldn't ask Arizona. Memphis has. It's just and look, they haven't given anybody a postseason ban. No, they've given a couple of show calls to assistant coaches. I guess that's the concern with McNeese oh, wow. is that what if Will Wade gets hit with something individually? Now they didn't give anything to Patino. They didn't give anything to Sean Miller, which is kind of shocking, baffling. More, yeah. Um. Self-imposed himself for what two games, I think. Yeah, he and the assistant who were involved, which he missed more with the health issue than he did with the suspension. Yeah, well, I'm guessing McNeese. They probably don't hire Will Wade if those rulings haven't already happened that lead them to believe that Wade's going to be okay. Now, the, the difference is Wade is far more involved in his specific case than anybody, even more like than Bill Self, who got caught allegedly texting people and Sean Miller who got caught on wiretaps. Like we've heard the tapes of Will Wade where he's openly being like, let's talk about cheating. Let me close that door. No, I I offered this kid that much, uh, which wasn't as much as this kid. It was way better. Like Javante Smart's got to stop complaining about how much we're paying him because he's not good enough. Um, yeah. Let's talk about this. Let's make him a strong ass offer. Like all this stuff. Like he's just so brazen about what I was looking for. Actually, yeah. It's unreal, but maybe McNeese felt like they needed to get out in front of this, but just, very, very fun. I mean, for what it's worth, it is McNeese State. Yeah. I mean, you're McNeese State, even if you're he's suspended five, ten games, it's still the juice of store to squeeze and hiring. We'll and I think probably. that's probably their case. When they're talking to the NCAA, they're like, yeah. come on, we're McNeese. Yeah, what are you doing? Leave us alone. I mean, when's that? Is McNeese, they've been made the tournament, I know, because they're not one of the illustrious four that hasn't. But Well, it's more than four that haven't made it. Those those are only, the four that I talk about were the only ones that have been original members of D1. Oh, okay. That haven't made it. There's like 37 schools that haven't made it. McNeese is probably on that list. Did they make it when Joe Dumars was there? I don't know. Uh, I want to say that they have made the NCAA tournament because I don't remember. They made it in 2002. Okay. And, and 89. So they've they've made it before. I knew that they weren't on the... Pretty much got the list huh. memorized at this point. That means they didn't make it with Dumars. He, he graduated there in 86. They were a 14 seed in 02. Lost to Mississippi State by 12. Okay. Gave Illinois a good game as, the, as a uh, 16 seed in, in 89. Um, that was the final four Illinois team that beat us in Sweet 16 by 20. Yeah, they uh, only lost to him by six. Loosened him up for us. Well, Thanks for that, McNeese. He more pissed him off for us. <laughs> yes. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Hour number two. I've got some bracket tips for you. We didn't get through a whole lot of text oh, there, so good. we'll take more of those at 502-414-1450. So the Mike Rutherford Show here on 1450 and 96.1, The Big X. 
right in his wheelhouse. Late 80s, you early 90s. should be giving me your love too, oh. The only time music was made in the world of TK. I was, the only time I was getting it. Cool. I don't be cruel. Don't be cruel to me, Mike. Because I would never <laughs> be that cruel to you. Oh, 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 oh. I don't be cruel. Hour number two here. <laughs> Mike, you need to change your attitude. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, oh. On 1450 96 one, the Big X. Welcome back in. Reminder, if you have heating or air conditioning issues, hit up our friends over at AirServe. Uh, AirServe for a limited time. They're giving you a tune-up for just $49. Call them today at 502-785-8600. And also for a limited time, you can get up to 60 months. No interest financing on a qualifying rude system. AirServe, 502 785 8,600 for all your HVAC needs. Uh, we've been talking Sidney Curry hitting the transfer portal. We talked a little bit about Carter Bryant being down to Louisville and Arizona, his statements about both programs. We've somehow been talking about Dream Dongs and Happy Balls, the new candy that I got into an embarrassing situation buying yesterday. The website, by the way, I did respond to the email that the, awesome. the people have, have sent, which is still hilarious. This is happening in real time. I mean, we mentioned Happy we mentioned Dream Dongs and Five minutes later, we're getting emails from the Dream Dongs people. The website is, is www.gethappyballs.com if you're interested. This is Bourbon Balls and I think Bourbon flavored. That's who took the domain name from me. Yeah. I tried to apply for it like a year ago. TKshappyballs.com. Yeah, I, I, had add, yeah, I had to add a few extra letters. I had to add like a hashtag 247 on Dot gov. Dot gov. <laughs> Oh God! Um, we've had we've had a few questions today. We'll get back to the text line in a second. Well, did did it respond back yet? Not yet. I mean, I just I literally just hit send. Hit send. Okay. On the uh, on the email, but yeah, we'll take some dream dogs. Uh, Scott Clark has just tweeted out by the way at three fifty five. Where are the good eating spots at in Louisville? Oh. And Jeff Ruby responded himself. Of course, yes. Sent that saying, "Cut my spot." Hit up rallies. <laughs> Arby's. So, right. he is in fact in town. Sky Clark is on his official visit. That's good news. Where would where would you send a recruit to eat? I mean, it depends. I mean, how much are, is it on their own dime? Is the school going to pay for it? Don't think. I mean, I, yeah. I guess it also matters. I mean, I think also he's, he's, a, he's a West Coast kid, right? Um. I mean, I know obviously he played at Illinois, but he's and he's from California. I'm not sure where he's from originally. Kenny Lee seems to love the West Coast recruiting. Um, a lot of good players out there. No, 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 Go where the best players are. Yeah, I agree. Um, he's from Nashville. Oh no, 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 he's no, he's from Los Angeles. Okay, that's what I thought he was in LA. Kid. Yeah, uh, he played at. Um, one website says he he plays. He's originally from Nashville. The other says he's from Los Angeles. So, whether you believe in ESPN or believe in twenty four seven sports, that's up to you. Then if he, if, I'm we, guessing he transferred to a. School. I don't want time and time he spent in Nashville, but if he also spent time in Illinois, I said we'd blow his mind and get him some White Castles and Big Red. He's never seen them. They don't have White Castles in California. They don't. I mean, they Crystal they, Burger. They. Oh, I mean, he's he needs he needs to be saved. Crystals are disgusting. Wasn't it the same thing? No. What's Crystal Burger the same as? Cri- cri- is no, cri- Hardee's. Crystal is a ripoff of White Castle. What's the one that's Hardee's is the same as? That's Carl Jr. Thank you. There you go. Once you get past. Basically, around Kansas, all Hardys become Carl Juniors. Okay, what's the Family Guy skit? We're we're far south, where all the Howard Johnsons become Stuckies. Stuckies. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of how it is with Howard John. Yeah, and once you <clears throat> excuse me, 
And once you get past like St. Louis, you don't see any more White Castles. I mean, they're gone. Well, that's sad. Uh, yeah, I feel bad for those people. So that, that's what I'm saying. So that's what we're doing. We're sending Scott more White Castle and Big Red. Where's Scott Clark from? So he played at Montverde Academy in, in Florida. They don't. They White Castle in Florida? I don't think they do. They might. He was born in Minneapolis. What's this guy? Is his dad in the He's military? He's been everywhere. His his hometown is listed on ESPN as being Nashville, and then two four seven Sports has it as Los Angeles. He grew up in California, apparently. So, but we could have been born in Nashville. This you know man's I mean? been everywhere. I mean, he could have been born in Nashville, just you know, out of you know what? Just... He's perfect for Louisville, though. Louisville, the, the spot in the country, one of the few that you can't really distinguish. It's not really Midwest. It's not really South. No, it's you know right there. It's the gateway to. All the best parts of America. We take the best parts of the country. We get rid of all the bad parts of the country. We make the best parts our own. He's perfect. He's been West Coast, East Coast, South, everywhere. Come here. You're our people. That's what I would say. That's my recruiting pitch right there. We've got White Castle. And we've got White Castle. And Big Red. And Dream Dogs. (laughs) A couple people have asked yesterday. We didn't get to them, and it's happened again today, about what if I've heard anything that's going on with Rick Pitino. And I... I will say this. If Iona had lost in the MAC championship game, and really the, the MAC tournament at all, I'm 99.9% sure Rick Patino would be already announced as the new coach of St. John's. When, when does Iona play their first round game? Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Thursday or Friday. I mean, okay. Can we say if they lose by Saturday or Sunday, he's already at St. John's? Well, hold on. Let me get there. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry. There is like a. Five percent, ten percent chance that something happens here. This this is like the worst possible situation for St. John. If you're St. John's, you want Iowa to lose in the conference tournament so you can get this thing done. Because I wow. do think that they've talked. I do think that there's a, an agreement in place. I think that the only chance that something else happens is if Ed Cooley takes the job at Georgetown and Providence gets open and Providence comes after Rick Pitino. Ooh, I. Didn't thought about that. There's so I still think that at the end of the day, I think Mike Bray's going to get the Georgetown job. I was it's the brain name. I saw I saw Cooley's name linked with Georgetown. There's a lot of buzz. Cooley does he likes to do this thing where he's like his agent does will tease it a little bit. Like, yeah, he's done the last couple takes years. Takes the brink and yeah. then you know he just he, he pulls away at the last second and goes back to Providence as a conquering hero. I think at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen here, especially if Providence can pull off an upset of Kentucky and, and maybe make a another run at the second weekend. I think he's going to stay put at Providence. If he does, however, jump to Georgetown, it's still more likely than not that Patino takes the St. John's job, but that's the only scenario where he doesn't. If Providence tugs at his heartstrings a little bit, maybe makes a better offer, comes at him a little bit, I think there's a 100% chance that he's coaching somewhere in the Big East next year. That I agree. Yeah, I would put money on that as well. But I've been told by people very close to Rick that the St. John's deal is basically done. But that's the one kind of sequence of events where he would say, I'm so sorry about this, but you got to understand, I'm going to Providence. I still think St. John's is, is it's a 9 out of 10 chance that it happens, but if it doesn't, it's only because that scenario plays out. Okay. And if you're prov- if, if you're St. John's, you're like, please, for the love of God, anybody but Ed Cooley take the Providence, take the Georgetown job. Just just <laughs> anybody, anybody. And also, Iona, please lose as soon as possible so we can go ahead and just get this thing official, get it done. Like Ed Cooley going back to Providence is like, a pr- I mean, I, I still don't, I don't understand like the love for Ed Cooley. I just don't. I mean, he's 
they they've never really done anything in the tournament. He's been there. What they went to the Sweet Sixteen last year? Was it last year? I mean, before that, what they've been like nothing but first round exits. He won a couple games. Yeah, that was it. I mean, usually he's he, at he, Providence he, though. I mean, he's always like the eight nine seed every time, and or set maybe like a seven ten. He's always in that area, and they're usually pretty much a one and done for the most part. Yeah, you said last year, obviously. Every you know, even a blind squirrel finds it's nuts. But I mean, he's been there like how long has he been there now? A decade. I mean, he had to reshape the entire roster. He brought in nothing but transfers, and they're still back in the NCAA tournament this year. Like that's yeah. pretty damned impressive. Like not many coaches can do. That. I think you're. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just don't. I don't. I feel like sometimes he gets put on a pedestal like above where his pay grade should be. I mean, I think Providence is not the easiest place in the world to win, and he's. I think he's done a crazy job getting them to like eight NCAA tournaments. Have they been? Has that many they've been to? Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. This is the seventh. Seven. Seven NCAA tournaments since he got there in 2012. And just the one, the, the only, the Sweet 16 last year was the first time he's been past second round, I believe. Right? Yes, yeah. correct. But I mean, Providence is not a program that's steeped in a bunch of trips to the second weekend. They've got that Final Four run, and that's kind of it. I think you also the Austin Crozier team. They lost the second round? No, it went to Elite Eight. Pro- with the Crozier team, would he hit the half court shot? Yeah, but God, shame God, yeah. I don't think they made it to the Elite Eight. Did yeah, 1996-97, a regional final. Yeah, I don't remember that. That was with Pete Gillum. Take your word for it. I'm but, looking at it. They lost. Oh. <laughs> yeah, led by Crozier and God Shame God. Yeah, 97. One of their four Elite Eight appearances. I mean, it's not a whole lot of history. No, and and since and in, in between then they've only been to like they did one tournament until Cooley got back. Yeah. Poor Tom. Poor Tom said kid couldn't do it as well as Cooley did. I don't think he's a bad coach. I don't know. I just, like, when when you hear his name talked about for, like, a Louisville job, I just, I think Ed Cooley, like, I think Tom Crean. Like, there's, like, there's a ceiling to what he can oh, do. come on. No, I'm not comparing the two. I'm just talking about what that is a ceiling and what they can do with a program. And a Providence is probably, like, the, the best ceiling I think Cooley could have. Like, I don't, you, you bring him into an IU and expect him to bring the glory, I don't see it happening. How do you know? I don't. You guys can be proven wrong. I mean, I think if you can win at a high, this type of level at a place like Providence, it usually means you can win at a higher level at a program with more built-in advantages. Not uh, always. Not always, but that would be my guess. Uh, we'll see. I mean, he, I, if he takes the Georgetown job, we'll figure it out. I mean, like you said to me, how do you know? Yeah, you don't know. <laughs> you, you can't, I can't prove you wrong as easily as you can't prove me until it happens. Now, I don't know if Georgetown would be the job I'd use an example to prove one of us wrong, but, you know. Georgetown has been down for a long time. For sure. Not as long as St. John's, but they've been down for a while. Yeah. Um, Texas, Trevor, quit trying to play, com- compare yourself to UK players. I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, this, this, is, this is an angry guy. That's fine. Mike, why'd you say Patino was to Georgetown? You were the only one. Well, I said it like two months ago when it seemed like it made sense. I still think it would make sense. Yeah. I, I mean, I do too. I mean, pretty much anyone. Honestly, like you said, though, anyone in kind of the Big East, a little bit makes sense. Not yeah. just, I mean, New York, Northeast, Big East. St. John's makes it just, I mean, the Georgetown made sense to me because one, it was the Big East. It was definitely going to open. You knew Ewing was gone. Yeah. I mean, and also he had two kids in a niece go to school there. He's got direct ties to the school. I mean, Georgetown, I think, I think the, it sounds like the fan base really wants him. It sounds like the president does not, uh, which is the issue there. The president doesn't want him. The AD at St. John's used to be the AD at Providence, and he loves Rick. And that's the big difference between Patino getting this job now and Patino being, remember 2018 where Rick was like putting out the statement where he was like, if I went back to St. John's, I'd have you know, more success than they had since Raleigh was there, like all this stuff. He was like, he was basically openly campaigning for the job. 
And they said, thanks, but no thanks. Now with this new AD, who's very, very, I think, friendly with Rick, that's the difference in St. John's going after him. But it sounds like the Georgetown president is the hold up there. But, um, I mean, yeah, again, I think it's it sounds like it's probably going to be a, a done deal. Probably Villanova, by the way. Who's the, who was the one who was the, uh, the sweater guy? Uh, um, uh, uh, it begins with a C. Uh, Pete Carnesecca. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. The or wore, Louis, wore Louis the wore the bright sweaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, but like I think you said, I mean St. John. You, if you told me Tino's name was linked to any of the Big East jobs, be it St. John's, Georgetown, even, obviously Seton Hall wouldn't because of their hire last year. But if they hadn't hired Shreen Hallway and they were. I wouldn't be shocked if they were they were looking for a coach. His name would be connected with that. Villanova, if, if Wright had just stepped down maybe this year mm-hmm. instead of last, that wouldn't be shocked at that. Providence, you mentioned. I mean, sort of like maybe you know Xavier, Creighton, and DePaul. I mean, I wouldn't any of the names in the Big East would not make me my jaw drop to the floor to hear Patino's names connected with it. Yeah, for sure. It just makes sense, right? I mean, it just seems like the perfect ending to a movie. Short of him maybe coming back here and winning a title. Yeah. Yeah. Are you like looking up in St. John's coaches or something? No, I'm looking at Cooley updates from, oh, okay. from Twitter. The Cooley Georgetown update is clear. If there's been communication, the coach isn't confirming. There is zero doubt that Georgetown will elevate contact once PC season ends. Georgetown has not and probably will not inform Providence uh, brass of contact. This is a distraction to the players and the fans. What does Georgetown have to offer that the Providence can? I mean, they're in the same conference. Providence has I think they got more money. Do they have more money? And better facilities. Okay. They, it's also. A, I mean, the school's a lot nicer. I know the school's but, a lot nicer. Yeah. You got a bigger donor base. You've got more history. Uh, Providence's facilities apparently are like the crappiest in the Big East by far. I mean, I could put, they're in the middle of like BFE, Rhode Island. Yeah, I, mean. I think Providence is. It's, it's why I said it's a really tough place to win, yeah. and it's why they've gone through a long period of time where they just they have have not won until now. So I think that would be that be the thing. But if you're just like a guy who loves the school, it'd be weird to go to another program in conference if you're Ed Cooley, but. Who knows? Doris Burke played at Providence. Thank you for she that. She babysit Rick Pitino's kids. Texas, how are we not talking <laughs> about how are we not talking about how four win Louisville has transitive property wins over number one overall NCAA seed Bama? Bama lost to Tennessee. Tennessee got swept by Kentucky. Kentucky lost to Michigan State. Michigan State lost to IU. IU lost to Penn State. Penn State lost to Clemson. And Clemson lost to U of L. Hang a banner. Wow. Transitive NCAA champs twenty twenty three. I mean I like that. When you explain it that way, it just makes sense. How the hell did I mean? How, that's a one hell of a rabbit hole to go down when you have four wins. By the way, pretty impressive. <laughs> pretty impressive. Do you see that Clemson Guys announced yesterday that they are officially not firing Brad Brownell? I'm okay with that. I guess the man just you, you can't you can't fire him. You can't get rid of him. I mean, you're Clemson. Though. I mean, you, I mean, you really he hasn't been bad. I mean, he's been solid at Clemson, right? I mean, it, it, yeah, and it's Clemson. You're talking about what Providence's track record looks like, Clemson. I mean, Clemson I even, think, but everybody knows Clemson sucks at basketball. I mean, but yeah. So if you're if you're consistently winning like twenty games at Clemson, I think you should be pretty safe. I mean, if you're Clemson, what do you? I mean, yes, you have the option of maybe finding that diamond in a rough if you do. That wasn't maybe him, but you're also more likely to find a guy that's going to send you back down to ten win seasons or fifteen win seasons and not even close to the tournament. To be fair, this was the first time they'd won twenty games since twenty nineteen. What's his history been there? I mean, he's been there what five years now, six years. No, he's been there since 2010. Oh, God, he's been there as long as Cooley's been at Providence? Longer. Cooley yeah, I guess Cooley got there in 11. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, is he, what's this? I mean, is this, I mean, the record hasn't been bad. Again, it's Clemson. I mean, 
Has Clemson? I don't think Clemson's been to like what the Sweet Sixteen like once in school history. Um, I mean, they even been. I think they have been at least. Well, one. he took them there one time. Okay, did, they've been to they? four Sweet Sixteens. Twenty eighteen, he took them there. Oh. They've been to one Elite Eight. Nineteen eighty. Uh, he's been to the NCAA tournament three times since twenty ten. Yeah, he's. I mean, that's probably. I may make him one of the most winningest coaches of all time. Well, Oliver Purnell had been to three straight before yeah. he. Yeah, before he left. And then Cliff Ellis, who was the coach when they had the Dale Davidson company. I was a little bit surprised. It just seems like he's always on the hot, the the the, the hot seat list going into any season. Um, but he just just does just enough. And I love the AD's explanation for it. When the AD got asked, you know. This is yet another year. You've missed the NCAA tournament two years in a row. You've missed the NCAA tournament four times in five seasons. He said, to me, this team was a tournament team. Didn't matter that they aren't technically a tournament team. He's like, you know what? I don't care what. As a Louisville fan, I respect the hell out of it. The NCAA committee can say whatever they want. This is a tournament team by God, and I'm going to consider them a (laughs) tournament team. Brad Brownell made the tournament. We're bringing him back for another year. I love it. Keep him Brown. Yeah, keep him on. One Brett Louisville game they'd have been in. I mean, I would have fired him for just losing to Louisville by 10. <laughs> Get him out of here. He can't come back. Texas says, don't do this talking about things that can keep Kenny Payne in year three. It's tourney or bust for him next year. Well, we've already said that's uh, that's our mentality. I think for the bulk of the fan base and Josh Hurd, though, I, I can see a scenario where if he wins 18, 19, 17 games next season and brings back a lot of the players from that team and then adds in Carter Bryant and a couple of other elite 2024 prospects, you can say if you're Josh Hurd, I've seen enough. This is good. Like we're heading the right direction. Let's now get all cylinders firing in year three. And if you make the tournament easily in year three, make some waves, maybe make a run in the tournament, then you've clearly made the right move. I can see that scenario playing out. But for us, yeah, Trevor and I have both said it's year two, you're at Louisville, reshape the roster, make the NCAA tournament. That's our that's where our bar is. Pretty simple, right? For me, pretty simple. I don't have more, how, how many more easy we can make it. Well, I don't want to say easy, but easy to explain. Um, apparently, Caleb Love entering the transfer portal. Is that, is that, the, is that a rumor or is that official? I take Caleb. Wouldn't he just go pro? I mean, I take Caleb Love here. Like 23 years old. I mean, would you take Caleb Love? Yeah. Kidding me? Yeah. yeah I mean, he played right bad now. this year, but yeah. Come on over, big guy. You're, I mean, I let, you're supposed to be here four years ago. I'll be honest with you. I'll let you come in here and smack the crap out of me. If you wow. <laughs> Speaking of guys that we were supposed to have come here, any chance, uh, Texas says, any chance that Brakefield is in the portal considering his ties to Louisville and Nolan Smith? Um, Jamin Brakefield, who was going to go to Louisville before Duke got involved in the 11th hour and he committed there, is in the transfer portal. I know Evan uh, Mikiawa, who does these transfer portal rankings, he's got Sky Clark at number seven in his best available transfers out there. He's got Jamin Brakefield, I think, at like nine. I would take Jamin Brakefield. I mean, he he hasn't been as good in college. And he did tra- he, wait, transfer to Ole Miss this year. He hasn't been as good in college as a lot of people thought he was going to be. But he was a good player for a not great Rebels team this year. I mean, we need bodies. He, he does not fit the role of, of the player that we need. He's another 6'8 forward. But if he wanted to come here, I wouldn't, wouldn't turn him down. I would if it's at the expense of a... Same. Guard, if it's ball, yeah, of guard, yeah, for sure. Guard, yeah, I would. But, but we could we could find a spot for him. Yeah. But if yeah, I'm with you. If it's between, if we're saying it's him or like a six foot three, high profile scoring guard who can handle the ball, I'm. We need the guards. Yeah. Peace out, break. <laughs> I also saw Evans got uh, Kamari lands at number twenty nine. 
And apparently Ohio State is the team that is really focused on getting Kamari Lands. Which I'd like to see them. I mean, it'd be I would too. a good spot. I mean, they, they're obviously rebuilding as well. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Texas, the stream is cutting out like crazy today. Hmm. No, I, blame the, I blame the cold. That's fine. It's supposed to be getting warmer, not colder. I think it's supposed to tomorrow start to get a little bit warmer, right? Please, God. Just as the, just as we're time to, to spend all our time inside watching basketball. Exactly. Yeah, I know. The, one day <laughs> the weather's be beautiful. Warm. I'm not going out there. The last three would have been nice. <laughs> uh, Scoots has texted in. Oh, what is, is he giving us a reason why he didn't show up to collect the money and, and, and give us a show gimmick like he's supposed to? So if you missed yesterday, Scooter Dingus who had the, the $500 bet with Trevor about who would win more games this season, Eastern Michigan or Louisville. So he won. Trevor lost. Scoots showed up at Trevor's house on Sunday right at the time of this election show to collect his $500. He then took a picture that Trevor put on Twitter of him sticking out his tongue and giving a terrible L's down while holding his money. It was a big picture for Scoots. He blew it. It was not, it was not good. He looks creepy in it. It was bad. He's trying to defend himself here. So Scoots texted in and said, I came here to get something straight. It was told to me that TK said he asked me to do the L's down for that picture. I did. For the record, I was asked to do an L's up, which I replied, no shot, but I'll give you an L's down. Trevor is constantly messing up the facts. No, 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 no. Your response. No. I, my response is, don't trust the man who can't do an L's down with his tongue out, okay? Who's more trustworthy looking, me or that dude in the picture? Yeah, it's still kind of him. Human enemies and friends like you who needs that, right? <laughs> I told him to post because I even had to help him like fan out the money. He had to like get all like in one stack. I'm like, no, you got to fan, fan it out. out. Yeah, yeah. I that, mean, that's come on, come on, dude. I mean, come that's on, album cover 101. Yeah, I'm, I may not be on Instagram, but I know how the game works. I mean, it's, I don't, I, yeah, you know, don't give him no scoots. I, I did, I had to sit there and like, move his arm, position him. Now, I did notice he only had one, he was only using one finger up for, until somebody pointed out. I didn't even think about it. You're supposed to do I guess she's two fingers with the L up or down either way, but uh, yeah, that's no. And I did not, but I did. I tell you right now, the tongue out was all him. I didn't even notice it until I, I looked at the picture after I posted that he had his like tongue out, like he's Michael Jordan he's, going. What's he doing? He's like he's like he's like MJ going down the lane. He's like, here we go. I mean, this is a perfect situation to get a new Twitter avatar. You're holding money. You want to bet? It's show related. This is great. He blew the picture. <laughs> He blew it. He looks bad in the picture. It looks creepy. It's not good. The, the tongue out ruined it. Now, the, the the you can see the big tree I've described to you uh, on this show right behind him in that picture. I need to check it out again. I need to look yeah, again. That's the big. That's our. That's the lone tree we have left that's half alive in our front yard. The giant oh, tree. Yeah, the oak tree. At least it survived the big storm. I've seen more. Like, I still am seeing like limbs and trees everywhere. Uprooted yeah. trees everywhere. Well, you can barely see the tree in that picture. Oh well. I'm, I'm I mean, it's like Scoots is really that blocking that much. I he's mean. blocking. Yeah, he's blocking. <laughs> I, I did zoom in on it. I guess. Yeah, there's, it, it, it literally could be the that could be the entire tree. I've got no idea. That picture shows me nothing about that tree. The happy balls people have, have emailed back. Well, they're, I wonder if they're listening right now. Probably now. They said actually two people have now told me about this. The mother of my physical therapist and my CPA. They want to give us some samples and potentially a giveaway on the show. Dream I'm, dongs and happy ball giveaways. I'm good either with either or. I'm, I'm specifically her physical therapist, the mother, the mother of her physical her, therapist, not her physical, the mother of us and, and her and her CPA. What? That's if you could have given me a hundred guests and name the two people that that, that that called her out, that I don't think either one of those would have made the list. 
Oh god, I get these emails every year too about Prince Harry. No, not Prince Harry. Well, that's I think that comes like four thirty. So we're fingers crossed. We got that coming in two minutes. Can't but wait the, to see what they've done. These like porn sites always try to hop in on with the NCAA tournament stuff. Like they always have some sort of gimmick, uh, or they'll send you like. Okay, I didn't see this coming. No, yeah, no pun intended. I, I'm sure we read it last year. Like they all the different ones they sent out to. I think all the college basketball. Like they'll have the thing where it's like, you know, if Kentucky loses to St. Peter's, it's like. The traffic on Pornhub was like down at 11 p.m. and then skyrocketed to like 98% at like midnight after the game ended or something like that. But now they've got. <laughs> That's what I do when I'm depressed after a loss. <laughs> the press release is Adult Company offers free oral for people named Robert ahead of Oral Roberts' March Madness game. <laughs> I think it's prostitution, right? <laughs> the oral will be given by Savannah Blonde. Who won the? Well, this is this is too graphic. I can't even read this. This is way too graphic. I mean, this, this isn't even like a funny one. I feel this like is, even the best part of the, the whole connection is the irony that Old Roberts is such a religious school too. It, exactly. <laughs> that's just that's the best part. I think of the whole situation. Now, <laughs> d- podcast Trevor Danny, who I do the show with, his first name actually is Robert. So this is this could be a big moment for him. <laughs> we need to send this his way and see what he has to say. What was the name of the actress? Uh. Savannah Blonde. Savannah Bond. Bond or Blonde sounds Bond, better. B-O-N-D. Is it me or porn stars? She getting... won best. I can't even say that. She won, she won an award at the recent <laughs> AVN Awards. She's, she won the, the Arthur Ashe Award for veteran. She's been in 32 <laughs> films since joining the industry last year. <laughs> the coach's 110% award. She's looking to retire after a, a steady two-year two year run. Is it me or porn stars getting lazier with the names? I don't know. Like whatever. I mean, like I don't like. Let's, let's move on before. I, I'm just saying. Like back, back here's my first of the day. Back in my day, like you were more creative with things. You got guys like Peter North and stuff like that. That's a, that's a funny name. Like Samantha Bond. I don't think I ever got that until you just said it. <laughs> I just now realized that it was like a play on words. <laughs> I mean, Buck Naked. I mean these these are these are at least creative pun names. Like. So, man, that's just that's just lazy. Like I, I mean, what happened to like your poor name is the street you grew up on and your pet's first your per pet's name or something? Uh, I had a good one too. Mine was always Spike Ashridge. <laughs> yes. My first first dog in the street I grew up on, Spike Ashridge. Mine was Cedar Crest Missy. <laughs> not, not as good. <laughs> no, but it's I mean I don't know. I, I, I'm just saying. I mean, there's so many good puns out there and, and ways you could do it. Let's just now the person be, be more be show more and in, 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 put more oomph into your art. The, the, the person who, on Friday, texted in about they're a manager of a furniture store. They wanted to help you out with oh, your yeah. recliner. He said, I'm, I'm checking back in on the situation. Yes, Trevor definitely threw that power cord away with the box. <laughs> it was there. Or it's under the chair in a box. One of those two definitely. Come on, Trevor. I don't, I don't think it would have been thrown. Listen, as burnt out as Bob is. <laughs> Sean Moss just texted him that his is Gus Crestmore. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> I mean, as burnt out as my man is, Bob, I don't think he'd have thrown away a box inside the box. Like, he's he's pretty fried in life, but he's not that bad. But if it's, like, just the cord and the control, it, sometimes it can come in, like, one of those lengthy, like, smaller boxes that kind of blend in. Like, I've almost thrown stuff like that away before. I'm thinking you either threw this away or it's still in there. I'm I'm more leaning towards it. I, I feel like when I get home tonight, I need to lift the chair up and see what's in there. Which, if that's the case, then that's going to be awesome. I can actually 
plug it in and see if it works. If it's not, you're never going to get this fixed. You're just going to sit in a <laughs> reclining chair that doesn't recline. You think at some point I would like call the, the store I got it from and like would contact them, and be like, "Hey, you didn't you sent me?" Yes, this. I would, but you're not going to. <laughs> well, I mean, it's still a comfy chair, but it's not. It's not even. It's not even doing what it's made to do. <laughs> Well, actually, it is because I just wanted something more comfortable. Okay, well. it's got two cup holders. <laughs> it's, and it's got and it's got like little net pouchings on both sides. So it's awesome. I keep my remote on the right, my back scratch on the left. God, takes a strong Sam Williamson vibes with Brakefield. That's actually a, like a perfect comparison. I feel like they are very, very similar players. Scoots texts it back in and says, <laughs> "Poor Scoots. Why the hell would a Louisville fan ask me to do an L's down? The facts don't add up here, Trevor. Because I think what he's saying is exactly what happened. No, let, let, what you don't think I can be self-deprecating? No, I think that he he told you to like throw an L, and he thought maybe there was a miscommunication. Maybe when you said throw an L." You were meaning throw an L's down, yeah, and he thought you were meaning throw an L's up, and he's like, "No, I'll do an L's down." I think I think my story is more plausible. That you said you just told him Give, to go and L's down. I'm pretty sure I said L's down. Why would Scoots lie about this? I don't think Scoots lied. I think he just his memory is a little choppy. I mean, for, this is the same guy who his memory is a little choppy. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you are you are who you hang out with. Uh, I mean, let's not forget this. <laughs> this is the same guy though who it, at the same time didn't even know selection show was going on. Which is a bad look for him. Yeah, so, I mean, that's now who are you going to trust here? Well, still kind of him. <laughs> it's a poor move on his Again, part. But enemies still, and friends. I still Why? think he's, I trust him to get the story of what actually happened more right than I trust you. Scoot says, actually, there was absolutely zero miscommunication. What I said is exactly what happened. Oh, no. Good, good, no. Hop off down that soapbox you're standing on and, 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 and No. I'm not sure if you can read this, but my name would be Ebony Fairway. <laughs> that actually be a good name. All right, last text from Scoots. That's exactly what happened. Sheesh, Trev. There it is. All we know is Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen. This is okay. He's five hundred dollars richer than he was last week. Again, he did no selection show. The same guy who also said he's going to come here and do it in this show, and then it just showed up randomly on a Sunday. At my he didn't miss that moment. Okay, so clearly the man. He, he, he's he's fibbed to us numerous times on record, and you still don't you still believe him over me. I don't think he's misremembering what happened in the situation, though. Oh, I think he is. He just got enough work. He, he where he bartended. He's he, he a little you know, thing going on. You know. Drinking on the job. I is that what you're saying? Didn't say that. His bosses are listening. Along no, with the Dream not. Dong people. <laughs> Dream Dong people. I mean, they helped. Everybody's <laughs> listening. And you're just throwing scoots under the bus. Well, <laughs> what are you going to do? All right, let's take a break. When we come you're back. bartended? You know, one shot for you, one for me? Uh, I bartended like a party in college. That was Like it. one thing. Yes. And I absolutely just drank the entire time. It was great. I've, I've bartended several places at different times. And doing private parties like at Glen Oaks, we would get so freaking hammered bartending. It was incredible. It was like, the best. It was like one of the most fun nights I had in college. I mean, it was, yeah. We, <laughs> I got in trouble. I got a little too drunk one time bartending a party. <laughs> I mean, granted, it was like a frat party, so like I no, was, this was like it a, was expected. Like basically, you hire your friends. They don't, you don't even hire. You're basically like come bartend our frat party, and you can drink and until the alcohol runs out, and then you can just party. Oh, this no, this was just like a private wedding party. Yeah, I've never done like professional bartending. I mean, you walk, you walk away with a good buzz, still make like three hundred bucks. It was nice. Not a bad night. No, it was fun. Let's take a break. More madness. More uh, text from you guys. More. Uh, we haven't gotten to the bracket tips. We'll try to do that a little bit next segment. If not, we'll do the top top of the hour and five o'clock. Keep it locked right here. More Rutherford Joe next here on the Big X. 
back in. Mike Rutherford Show. Tuesday edition here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I wouldn't expect today's show to be as raunchy as it is. <laughs> <laughs> the, the music does kind of go with the whole theme today, right? I mean, we got porn press releases. Get your freak on by Missy Elliott. We've got Dream Dong Candy and Happy Ball Candy, which they're now offering a potential giveaway. You know, we don't have a, we, we don't do a Big X bracket challenge. I know a lot of you know stations do, and they'll have these big prize package giveaways with all this stuff. We could do one now if we want to give away, like, some Dream Dogs. <laughs> Just wait a minute. Does the first place get the dong or the balls? Your choice. <laughs> Buyer's choice. Oh, uh, Okay, I brought something to you right when we were coming back from break. I'll just do it on the air with you. Okay. Like, I, I, and maybe this is like a prime example of why I'm, it's confusing me. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you know. It's like I think it was Seth Greenberg who on ESPN uh, that brought to, that I heard talking about this. Shocking! This is headed towards a bad take. I know. Well, and, and maybe there's no truth to it, which is why I don't think it's picked up as much traction as I think it maybe should. If it is true, that A and M like was very vocal last year about being left out of the tournament. They were. And supposedly they were told by a lot of people, like, listen, hey, almost everybody on that committee is on the committee, you know, next year, i.e. this year. And then we look at and we see AM get so poorly seated. They they seem to be the most underseated team in the, in the I field. mean, they're seated behind two teams that they finished ahead of in their own conference. It's a weird thing. And I think again, I think it was Seth Greenberg that I heard talking about this and one of the dozen talking head bracketology shows they have on there that supposedly that the committee was uh, not happy with the way they were outlandishly bashing them the year before. And Oh really? Supposedly sabotage. And and here's the thing. If there is truth to that, how is this not more traction? I mean, that is clearly a, just everybody on the committee should be fired ASAP. If that's the case. Well, the committee's not going to admit that. Well, I guess not. And, And it's hard to, I mean, and if you are just using it as, conspiracy there are is evidence to it by just looking at last year and this year's seating yeah, everybody pretty much had them as a five because the seat is so bad they were i mean pretty much any bracketology i know lenardi had them as a five i think most if you look at bracket matrix they were almost universally in as a five and at worst they were a six they get knocked down to a seven and and last year they were the biggest snub and i know it wasn't just a&m who was complaining about this a lot of people in the sec were complaining about it. i think john calipari who always is complaining about the committee was, oh, yeah. was making statements, you know. Sure, about that was. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but they seem to be. They were the biggest snub last year, and they do seem to be the most underseated team in this year's field. And they again, they were vocal last year about being. As you said, a lot of people are. Still, Buzz but. Williams called like the whole. I mean, he had. A, he it was after I think they won their first NIT game. He gave a big speech where he was talking about how the selection process was wrong and how it's flawed and all this stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I, I do kind of like that idea, though. I mean... Let's be real. Everybody knows that the committee, they try to act like it's this automated process where they don't choose sexy matchups and it's all kind of done on this... Yeah. I, I absolutely believe that every now and then they, they they do... There are a couple of little nitpicky stuff where they'll go in and be like, eh, this would be kind of I cool. mean, I, I get to do the dream match. I mean... It, but, like, it, one last thing. They're still human. There's human nature. It's going to happen. I mean... You've also got... The sexy storyline of if AM wins and if Texas wins, these two arch rivals will play for the first time in like a decade. And there's been so much animosity between those two programs. And AM hates the fact that Texas is joining the SEC. And oh, Texas, yeah. does, even with AM being good this year and being underseated, 
Texas seems to be the stronger of the two. This is another little sabotage. The committee puts them in a situation where not only are they underseated, but they could get knocked out by their bitter, hated rivals in the second round. I like the storyline. This is juicy. I mean, the storyline's nice, but it, it, it expensive of of poor A and M. I mean, no, no, I mean, not the. Have you seen their yellow team? I don't feel bad for them. <laughs> That's the football. Buzz Williams is weird. It's still. I mean, I, I get. I get maybe putting one team at this five instead of the five on the other side because you want to do the whole, you know, that's his former team or the match. But to just knock a team down three spots just because you're mad that they called you out last year. Let's screw them. Not not one person on that committee should be allowed back or given a job on any committee in, in general within the NCAA tournament. Well, they kept us out of the tournament two years ago because they thought we were, you know, morally inferior. I so. mean, that's, Cost again, that was a four. I know that it's hard. I mean, but you're using analytics. You're using Ken Palm. You're using the net. You're using, you know, bingo balls. You're using all these things that aren't human, that don't have human nature related to it. And yet you're still finding a way to, to just flush that down the toilet. Right. I mean, Ken Palm, they have, he has Texas A&M right now at 25, which would have them as a seven seed. They'd be the, the highest ranked seven seed. But he, I mean, look at the teams around them. Kansas State is one spot ahead of them. Kansas State's a three seed. Yeah, I mean, again, they finished that. Tennessee's a four, Kentucky's a six, and they finished ahead of both of them in the in the SEC. Yeah. The t- they they lost and they finished second in the SEC and lost the SEC title game to the overall like we're well, not maybe overall, but the well, I guess was Alabama overall. They yeah. are the overall. You're number one seed, and you're the seventh seed. Now the only thing about A and M is they do have they got bad losses. It's but it's supposed to be about more. It's supposed to be more about who you beat as opposed to who you lost to. And A and M, look, they lost to Murray State, they lost to Colorado, they lost to Wofford. Uh, they lost to Boise State badly in a, in a home game. Um, yeah, they, the beginning of the season was not their their best. They 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 turned it around. They went. They went but like, the SEC is supposed to be the second best conference in America. Yeah, exactly. And they finished second in that league in the regular season, and they finished as the runner up in the conference tournament. A seven seed, five seed seemed perfect for me. They're seven a, seems unfair. They went fifteen and three in their conference and finished two spots behind a team that went seven and eleven in theirs. Again, you got to get over the West Virginia thing. <laughs> You want to you hear about a perfect poetic when it comes to West Virginia, by the way? TJ, I don't know if you've seen that he does a thing called Spread Madness. Okay. Where you, you pay like 25 bucks for a team, and he just basically, you, he draws your name out of a hat, puts you right with a random team, and you you advance by the spread being played in that game. Okay. This right. For example, say Alabama's a 30-point favorite over whoever. If you're Alabama, if you've drawn Alabama, if they... You have to have them to cover for you to advance. I like this. This is fun. If they now if they win and don't cover, whoever had the 16th seed takes over and advance and moves in. That what being, does he do with pushes? Uh, I had to ask him. Because that would sure. get a little bit dicey. I've never gotten that very far in the tournament enough to get like, Is this a fun idea? It is a fun, and it, it sells out very fast. I, I got two spots this year. Last year, I didn't even get one because I fell asleep on it. And it went, he sells them out in like a day. But the point is, so I bought two of them, and he, he did his reveal yesterday. I mean, do I? Can I give you two guesses who my two teams are? Oh God! I mean, you already know where the story's going. Is it West Virginia? One's West Virginia. Well, I like that. The other's Kentucky. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, how pro- the two teams I probably despise the most in this tournament, I got stuck with. On the other side, TJ pulled Providence, so we're going head. Oh, that's head funny. To, we're going head head in the first round of the spread. I don't know what the line is in that game, but I think what I saw was. Kentucky by three, I think. Yeah, so like if Kentucky, yeah, so like Kentucky, I think push goes to the higher seed. He would have to correct me on that one, maybe. But 
Well, that would kind of suck. You'd be at an unfair advantage if you. Yeah, push is the last team to score since they caused the push. The last team to score. That, that's that's a good way to do. It. Yeah. Oh, he's been doing this a while. He's this is in his first rodeo with. That's it. a great idea. No, I've never. I've it never is heard fun. Of this. I want to do that next year. It's uh, yeah. I think I bought Scoots a couple uh, spots as part of the bet as well. So. Kentucky is currently a four point favorite over West Virginia uh, over uh, Providence. West Virginia is a two point favorite over Maryland. I feel good about you in one of those. At least moving on at some point. Actually, I mean, you you said you got UK. I got UK and I got West Virginia. I feel good for you about you in both those. Like so, the the best thing for me to happen like is West Virginia. I advance to West Virginia and then against Alabama, they they cover and then I can take Alabama going ahead. No, oh. that's what would like what would happen if that if that was the, the scenario. Uh, Troy Turbyville, my guy on Twitter, sent a message. It sounds like the only thing missing from today's show is a cocktail kickboard. Uh, we could offer one of those for a giveaway. For it's it's one of those little kickboards you can bring in the pool and put like these like drink holders in it. Uh, so I was like, go. I thought you were just getting like Dream like, Dogs, Happy Bells, rolled. Balls, and Cocktail Kickboards. That's our Big X Bracket Challenge giveaway. <laughs> Although we've got like 24 hours to get this thing organized. Probably not going to happen, but I don't know. We'll do a, a College World Series contest over the summer. I see a sponsor for the P and Mike show. Uh, <laughs> Brought to you by Dream Dogs. There you go. <laughs> uh, we can take a couple more texts here before we go to break. 502-414-1450 is the Thornton sex line. Text says, yes, Trevor, because if there's one thing the show has proven, it's your amazing ability to recall details. Oh, no. I'm I'm in the right ballpark usually. Are you? I'm decent with details. Come on. I know my stats and history for the most part. Texture says, Trevor, please get that massage recliner figured out for the sake of your mom and I. My hands are killing me. I did not <laughs> I didn't see that one coming. Uh, <laughs> Texture says, Oh my gosh, I'm laughing so hard that Trevor's mother put the chair together. Oh, she just No, no, the she just oversaw the project. She was pro she was the foreman. Bert, uh, yeah, no, Hippie Bob put it together. He's retired. Well, good for him. <laughs> Texas will Rose start next season? Is that about Roosevelt Wheeler? I was thinking Rose from Titanic. And so for some reason, that's where my mind went. Like the old lady from the ship. <laughs> Maybe can she dribble? It's been eighty-four <laughs> years since we've been in the NCAA tournament. Uh, the fact Wheeler has it announces that means I don't, I don't think I, I wouldn't say it's a surprise, right? He's just taking his time. That, that would be my guess. Yeah. Now. You know, I mean, you would know this better than I would, but I would say, is there, I mean, what are the chances, like, Louisville gets, like, a group of names sent to them, they're like, hey, can you all these space this out? I mean, then again, if that was the case, they wouldn't have three in three yeah. hours on Thursday. I don't think that they can have any say over that. Yeah. Because most of, most of it's these kids just going on the social media on their own, right, doing it. I kind of feel like it's, this is happening in the order that they're having the conversations with the coaching staff. Um, I mean, you would think the, you know, the freshmen all going first would kind of make a little bit of sense. I don't know. That's just me. That may not be true. I can't imagine it was taking this long, but it is kind of odd that Wheeler seems like a done deal and you haven't heard anything. You you would have guessed that he would be right away, but who knows? Maybe he wanted to have a conversation or maybe he wanted to, you know, maybe it's just a matter of getting some affairs in order. Who knows? Texas, I tuned in late. Dream dogs, packaged in meat, new level of Trevor. I shouldn't be frightened, but I am. Say dogs? Dogs. Oh, they said dogs were I may have misspoke, but yes, Dream Dogs. Yeah. Happyballs.com is the website. <laughs> they look delicious. Um, Texture says... I might go to Trader Joe's and pick one of these up tonight. Paul's. Oh, is it... I said I'm, I'm sorry. I, I get the two mixed up. They're, they're both your go-tos. Yeah, I'm always at Paul's. Always there. Yeah. 
you got you got Paul's dream dog. Yeah. <laughs> so just, Texture says, uh, Davion McKnight seems like another L. Ellis. He looks to score first, and his assist-to-turnover ratio was one-to-one. I'm not sure that we that's what we need in our backcourt for next season. No, we need any guard. Um, but again, I mean, we're, we're, we're getting excited over Sky Clark. Beggars can't be choosers at this point. He did turn the ball over too much last year, 3.3 turnovers per game. It wasn't quite one-to-one. He, he averaged 3.8 assists and 3.3 turnovers. Um, he shot the ball. Very well. I mean, forty five point six percent from the field. He's a thirty four percent three point shooter. Um, I like the way he plays. I mean, we need him. He did get a little bit turnover prone. That's kind of the system at, at Western, though. They play a little bit out of control. There's not a whole lot. There's not a whole lot of structure under Rick Stansberry. And you can, I, I know you can roll your eyes and say the same thing about us last year. But the hope has to be that with more guards, we can play a more structured system on offense. And bringing in Davion McKnight, I think, would certainly help in that respect. Um, but I, I can see if you want to make the comparison to LLS, why you would say that the turnovers are definitely too high. But you can also say the same thing about Sky Clark. Turnovers were his biggest issue at Illinois. We're bringing in guys that have a lot of turnover issues after we've had a historically high turnover season. I mean, majority of your guards in college basketball are going to have a, an even assist turnover ratio, I think, for the most part, right? Mm, I mean, not many, the good ones. 3.3 is is very high. That's true. That's, that's too much. Uh, Texture says, send... Uh, Scott Clark to Indies, get that three-piece spicy kills, wedges, and pink lemonade. I love Indies. I haven't had it in far too long. I haven't had Indies in so long. I, the only time I ever had Indies was when I would do the uh, the TV studio where you did the Al Snow thing. Uh, there's, there's that one, one right, right over yeah, there. Yeah. I, I, we would, I would leave there after doing like the late night show and stop and get something right before I'd get on the on-ramp. Yeah. You know, there. Yeah, those wedges are awesome. Texture says, Kenny thought that he was getting recruits at UK because of his charm, not a big bag of money behind the scenes. And uh, now he's realizing that we, I mean, who knows? I mean, I don't know. We have, it does sound like we've stepped up the NIL game, which is good. Had to happen, has yeah. happened. We're reaping the benefits. Texas Crystals is just a more expensive and worse version of White Castle. It should be not, it should be a sin to not put Dijon mustard on sliders. They put that thing. That's, that's the gross thing about it. They put mustard on everything there. I don't like that. And I didn't, I didn't realize it was more expensive. The only, t- I didn't, the only time I had crystals was because there was one right next to my apartment in Bowling Green. And I would still drive. I've never had it. I would drive two blocks down the road to go to White Castle instead, though. Like, I, I'd got, I'd get it a few times when I first moved there, just kind of like it's new, it's try something, yada, yada. But that's the second one for you there, Texer. But that, that, it, it was very quickly I learned that this is nowhere near in the same ballpark. Texas Payne's going to win 15 games and be retained for a third year. LOL. Certainly, I think it's possible. I mean, that was the disaster scenario that I laid out. Is you get much better players, you have a better season, but still not a good season, and then you keep them because you've got some recruits coming in. I, I think that that is war. It's the Satterfield scenario that we laid out before last football season. Let me paint this scenario for you. And let me know, tell me where you're at. Okay. We have this year four and twenty-eight. We know how bad it is. Not great. No, that's that's an understatement. Next year we win twenty games. Okay. We we maybe say we're a seven seed, and we actually pull up an upset and get to the Sweet Sixteen before losing. Year three though, we miss the tournament. We underachieve and only win like sixteen games, seventeen games. Where are you with Kenny Payne in, in the future? I mean, that's when it gets a little dicey. But it now. also depends. Like, do we if we do we win with do we lose 
with all the recruits coming in with Carter Bryant and these guys? Do we have? I, mean, I know it's not are all. There's more recruits waiting in the wings. I know it's not as you know as easy as yes yeah. That's, no, I mean, that's I mean, a, a very detailed hypothetical that I think you would need more information. But to, we, we to answer. But with Kenny's future, we we keep you know putting it with next year. But I mean, there's a chance he could have like a kind of a a, a boom year, a Cinderella, a little bit of a year, and then just fall right back into what could be the more norm. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance for anything. Um, yeah. It's hard. Those hypotheticals get a little out of control because um, you just don't. There'd be too much, too many intangibles. I think we can only talk about this season coming up. Well, let me ask you something, then. Who do you think the starting lineup will be? Yeah, please stop. <laughs> stop. Get some more vanilla. A little stuff, more, a little more easier to, to to break down for you. My concern with the, with the the hypothetical that the texture laid out is that. Would we be so willing to accept 15 games if we had done this year what I think a lot of people thought we were going to do, which is win, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, games, 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, let's say that we we had a Chris Mackian final season repeat where we went 14 and 18, 15 and 17, something along those lines. And then we bring in better talent. He does the exact same thing that he's doing now. Get rid of some guys, bring in some five stars, and we go 15 and 17 again. If you wouldn't have been okay with it in that scenario, I, I don't think that you can just give him a pass because we were so bad in year one. Like, that's on him as well. So th- that's kind of my fear there is that people are going to say, well, look how far we came. Look at the strides that we took. Well, did we really take that many strides? Like, we're just, you know, the, the bar got lowered so much because we were so bad, which he has to at least be partially to blame for in year one. He's the we head did, coach. Then we've got Brian Burnell's resume. Well. With that one sweet sixteen, send a little run in there. We beat Brownell twice and finally get him fired. It's like we're still doing stuff. We're still at least we're terrorizing Clemson. It's been three years. And I completely forgot Clemson went to Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. They beat how the, unforgettable! They beat the crap out of Auburn. I was like, how unforgettable of a run! <laughs> it's like, I remember. I think they beat the crap out of Auburn and lost to Kansas. I, I believe. Yeah, I looked. I was looking at. I guess you're right. Yeah, I think I beat pretty bad in that game. I think. <laughs> yes, I all right, let's take a break. Five o'clock hours on the way. Next, we'll get you some bracket tips, and then we'll get back to the text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. Keep it locked right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. Give, give him the best advice any song could ever give. You know what you can't trust? You never can't trust. There we go. Never trust a big button to smile. That girl is poison. Poison. 
All right, we're back in. Final hour here is Mike Rutherford Show on a Tuesday. Addressing all the madness, both on the court, off the court, and in the world of dream dongs and happy balls and everything else that we've gotten into today. I'm so hungry right now. Well, you're going to Paul's. I, I think I am. I'm going, I'm going to pick me up a dream dong and like a turkey sandwich. Because real quickly, my, we started the show <laughs> talking off, talking about Sidney Curry in, in the transfer portal. We talked about Carter Bryant being down to Louisville in Arizona, his recent comments. One of my favorite things that, that Louisville fans are doing right now is every time a Louisville player, like the news breaks, they're entering the transfer portal. It's usually this Joe Tipton guy's breaking it, or if it's Travis Brandon or somebody. These U of L fans are getting in the mentions of being like, as a diehard Kentucky fan, I give anything if he comes to BBN, like starts killing it here. Like they're doing it for like Fabio Basili and now Sidney Curry, and all these UK fans are like, speak for yourself. We don't need Sidney Curry next year. Uh, it's it's very funny. I enjoy it. It's uh, I think keep they it do up. Need Sidney Curry. Keep it up, people. Put on some weight. Become a big UK star. I'm just saying. Sidney Curry and Oscar Shibway, they have the same amount of tournament wins. Not, you're not wrong. <laughs> did he win one at West Virginia? I don't remember. He thing. didn't. He's never yeah. won it. His only postseason win in college, conference tournament, NCAA tournament, what have you, is their quarterfinal win last year in the SEC tournament. That's it. Yeah, they got yeah, they got beat by Vanderbilt one and done this year, yeah. He's, yeah. I think they were one and done in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, when he was at West Virginia, yeah, and clearly they have not won. A, have, have they won a game in the NCAA tournament? Kentucky? What did they do last year? I don't believe they got too far. Did they? Did they get to the Sweet Sixteen? I don't think so. No. We're talking crap as a team that won four games totally this didn't. year. But what are you going to do? Yeah, but St. Peter's won that many games in the tournament last year as we did all season. Almost. <laughs> they won three. Oh, you're right. They got to lead it. Yeah, you're right. Please don't sell us short, Trev. We won, we won four games. There will be four teams in the final going to Houston in a month that will have as many wins as we did all season. Speaking of the last hour, we were weeks. talking about Brad Brownell being retained at Clemson. It does ruin my dream of all four co- teams that we beat firing their coaches as a result this season. Oh, I'm sorry. That, that would have I would have maybe let him, put him in the unemployment line just for that. Because Pastor's gone. Yeah. Stansberry's gone. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing with the guy at Florida A&M. Robert McCollum, I think, is his name. Um, the guy he might to, be gone. Yeah, that's the old coach. He used to coach at Bowling Green or whatever. And then now we know Brownell staying. We didn't cost Brad Brownell's job, but we did keep him out of the NCAA tournament. Just as good, right? We we left his AD so pissed off that he was like, "No, we're a tournament team. I don't care what the, the field says. We're a tournament team, so we're keeping him." Well, don't lose to Louisville by ten points. That's, I mean, hell, we're getting guys fired who we just like almost beat. Or Loyola, or Loyola. Well, that's another one they always bring up. It's like Loyola, Louisville. Loyola did suck this year. They made I mean, it, they're in the Atlantic Ten. They finished dead last. They had a bad bad season. I mean that's the the the, the two, that's all they keep saying. They lost to Louisville. They lost to Louisville. It's thanks, dude. It's true. Big, you just have to name L schools or something. Are you, what, are you ready for a big time trade in the NFL? Did something happen? I missed. The Colts are sending five time Pro Bowl cornerback Stephon Gilmore to the Cowboys for a 2023 fifth round compensatory pick. I mean they picked up Gilmore as a, as a I think on a decent contract last year after he left. Uh, Carolina. These Eagles are losing everybody. These Cowboys are bringing in talent. I don't know, Trev. Oh, I don't know. Listen, this, this, I don't know. This this is going and getting the guy that's a little bit past his best days anyway. I mean, <laughs> the the, Gil, the Gilmore that was shutting down Alshon Jeffrey in the Super Bowl at 52 is, is, is long gone, okay? Those South Carolina days are, have, have been seen and come. Da- I mean, Dallas only getting... Have been what? Seen and come. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little... just right with the theme today. <laughs> we just can't get away from it. Oh. Is, that, is that going to a Trevorism, by the way? It does. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, let, let, let him get burned over there. How did you get seen, have seen and come from uh, come and gone? Come and gone. <laughs> I mean, it's the same thing, right? No. Yeah, I mean, come and gone. I mean, you're both. All right, let's move on. <laughs> you're, you're both looking at something and leaving. Are you ready? <laughs> have you filled out a bracket yet, first of all? I didn't notice Booby Miles was, uh, I mean, Booby uh, Sanders was trending. I was worried about I wonder if the Eagles let him go or something. It'd be cool if they were getting Booby Miles. Also, did you see Lindsay Lohan's pregnant? I did see that, actually. Like, and I love how like, I clicked on it and all the people were tweeting like, this is so great. I'm like, did anybody not remember the last 10 years of her life? Yeah, she's turning it around. Yeah, because nothing, nothing, nothing gets everything back on track like having a kid. It solves all problems. Solves, yeah, marriage Save problems. Save this marriage, kid. kid. <laughs> have you filled out a bracket yet? I have not. No. I haven't either yet. I'm planning on. Now, do, you, do you get in a pool, like a, a, a pay pool or not? I usually don't. I used to. But I've got to fill one out. They're asking me to do one for work cause, because this year is so wide open. The predictions post that we're doing over at SB Nation, like they're getting more traffic than they ever ever have before because everybody's looking for tips. They're looking for predictions. I know Houston is the six to one betting favorite. Those are the longest odds on a pre-tournament favorite since the, the tournament expanded in '85. I think it's tied for the longest odds. So you've got just nobody has any idea what the hell's going on. Who's the longest? It's tied for the longest time. Who was the who was the tied? I don't know they're tied with. You know I'm going to ask. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just I'm reading the fact. I don't I don't know. Look these things up before you bring it up. Houston is, I, you, I have to look up like everything because you ask questions like a three year old. I'm an inquisitive person. Well, it's not not good for radio. You, you think I'd been you think I'd have been better at school got, with all please these? Please move on, please. We're moving on. <laughs> we're never going to get through this segment. I've got to know what I'm saying there. It's seen and come. I've got tips here. <laughs> I haven't filled out a bracket. I'm going to do it tonight. Okay. If you're filling out a bracket, maybe this can help you. It's more kind of like weird trends than it is actual tips. Well, that's why I like to bet on. This one still blows my mind. One of the longest active March Madness streaks is that a power conference team seated ninth or worse has reached the Sweet 16 in every NCAA tournament since 2008. So 14 straight years, at least one power conference team that's been a nine seed or worse has made it to the Sweet 16. Last year, we had Miami as a 10 seed make it to the, the Elite Eight. You had Iowa State, who Miami beat in the Sweet 16, and then Michigan, who was an 11 seed, who also made it to the, the the Sweet 16. So I think there are 10 teams this year that fit that description. West Virginia is a nine. You hate them. <laughs> Auburn, I guess the team I hate as much as them, Maryland. I know. <laughs> the 8-9 games this year, like they're so 8-9. I'm like, I oh, I hate these teams. Besides the, the Memphis FAU game. The other ones, I'm just like, these are just whatever teams. Yeah. Uh, Auburn is a nine. They yeah. fit the description. Illinois is a nine. Penn State's a 10, USC's a 10, NC State's an 11, Providence is an 11, Mississippi State's an 11, Pitt's an 11, and Arizona State's an 11. So you may listen to all those teams and be like, puke. They all suck. I hate them all. There's almost a 100% chance that at least one of them is winning multiple games in this tournament. This could be this could be a stupid thing to say. Okay. But uh, just I wonder, I'm curious, you said since 2008? Yes, every single year. I wonder if that has a little bit to do with the fact that mid-majors have been getting more love in their seating since about that time, circa 2005, when when George Mason made that run, that has caused that the, the your your at large bigger teams be pushed down a little more, which has helped to this trend. Maybe thoughts. I mean, you, you got to think though. We're talking nine seeds or lower. They're not really playing a whole lot. Typically, the mid-majors who are the best are like 
five seeds, four Usually, seeds? I'd say five, yeah, five or six maybe. Like, for instance, last year, Miami beats USC, Auburn, and then Iowa State. Iowa State, who got there, beat LSU and Wisconsin. And then Michigan, who got there, beat Colorado State, which is kind of a mid-major, yeah. and then Tennessee and played Villanova. So not Tom really— I disagree with you on that, but— yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> I don't consider them a mid major, but Mount, some people will look at the Mountain West and say, well, the Mountain West just kind of sucks the tournament. But. Yeah. So, not, not, I don't know. not at least not last year, but maybe you might be onto something. Um, it's, it's a weird trend. Second tip get wild with one Final Four pick. And this is a, a stat that I think I threw out yesterday when we were talking about the East region sucking. Every Final Four except for one since 2011 has had one team, at least one team, seated seventh or worse in it. The yeah. only time that didn't happen was uh, 2019. That was kind of a chalky Final Four. Now, typically it's not, you know, when you think that, you think about the loyal Chicago run, you think about George Mason back in the day. But like we talked about yesterday, more times than not, it's like eight-seed Carolina last year or 10-seed Syracuse a few years mm-hmm. ago. Like it, it, These are usually power conference teams that have just underachieved. So... That goes out throughout history. I mean, NC State being yeah. what they were, Villanova, well, Providence. But not like not like it has been recently. Like It's been an outrageous run of teams seated seventh or worse, making the Final Four again every year but one. Since, 20, since 2011, a total of 11 teams seated seventh or worse have made the Final Four, which is abnormally high. It's And it's usually teams that you think like suck coming into the year. Like People were not high on South Carolina a few years ago. Well, it would be 7 to 11 either because no one above 11 has ever made a Final right. Four yet. Yeah, seventh or worse. Um, it, it's just a, a wild thing. So I, I think look at the East region. Look at a team seated seven. I mean, maybe Michigan State. Maybe an 8-9. Maybe West Virginia can get hot at the right maybe time. Maybe an A&M who should have been a 5. A&M, I think, also fits that that mold. I can see that happening. But take at least one team that gets weird. Pick a one or a two seed in the other three regions that you like. Throw a dart at one region. Get lucky. Uh, third tip. I love this one. And it's topical because tonight we got the first four games. Believe in a first four team. Yeah. First four started in 2011. And since then, only one time has a first four team not won a game in the main draw of the tournament. Every year but one. You've had the second round, I guess. Say what? I.e. going to the second round. Right, exactly. Uh, So winning multiple games. The first four has produced 20 total victories in the main draw of the tournament. You've had five Sweet 16 teams, two Final Four teams. UCLA did it a couple of years ago. VCU did it the very first year back in 2011. So you've got Pitt, Mississippi State, Arizona State, Nevada. You, again, you may hate all those teams. You may think they suck. Chances are one of them is winning a, uh, at least one game on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Do you think it's fair for the 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 play to have the at-large playing games as the 11th seed and kind of giving a team like, I mean, I know you, you said. A little momentum? Little, yeah, I mean. It does seem, I mean, that trend is kind of crazy. I mean. It seems like there's something to it. Especially with the, with, with the, the, the gap not really huge between your 6 and 11s normally. No, but but like so the numbers here, it's weird because they say you have every single year you go, you're basically going to have. I mean, sometimes the first four teams are twelve, but more times than not, they're all elevens. They're usually eleven. Yeah. Right. Usually last two year, sixteens and then two eleven. Right. Last year was the rare situation where, the, like, the, I think the Indiana game, they were twelve seeds. Were they okay? And they got that. Indiana won and got pasted by St. Mary's in the twelve five game. But most times it's it's eleven seeds, and the stats are telling us the 11 seeds that play in the first four are having more success in the first round than the 11 seeds that miss Dayton altogether against those six seeds. So maybe there is something to like winning a game. And you got to remember if you're an 11 seed, you almost certainly have lost your most recent game in your conference tournament. 
you very rarely have an automatic well you don't have any automatic qualifiers so yeah. you've definitely lost your most recent game so having you know a chance to get some momentum get that winning feeling back before you play in the the main draw there's probably something to that cuz i'm so i'm a little torn cuz on one hand i want to be like the playing game should just be your 16s and your 15s i'm with you on but that. on the other hand i'm like i mean no, I mean I'm the opposite way. But, I think I think if you win your conference tournament, you shouldn't have to do a play. You should not game. have to play in that, the first. But that's where I'm kind of torn. Like I said, because then then you're stuck with the at large bids, which are on the 11 seated type quality teams that are at large bids. And- I think they should all be at larges. I hate the fact that like if you win your conference tournament, like if you're CMO State tonight, you're playing Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Like when you win your conference tournament, and you go crazy and you tell your kids 20 years from now, "Hey, I got to play in the NCAA tournament. We were a 16 seed. It was wild." You want to be able to tell the story of we got our asses kicked by Kansas or we we got a chance to play uh, against Kentucky and we played a great game. We got to play Duke. Instead, it's like for half of these teams, we lost to Southeast Missouri State in front of 3,000 people in Dayton, Ohio on True TV, which it doesn't feel like the real tournament experience. Yeah, I mean, I guess it does have been more of a spotlight than they ever would, even if they were. I get that element of it, for sure. Because, I mean, they're, if they're not, I mean, short of them pulling off the upset or at least, you know, giving the, the two or one a game, yeah, they're going to be lost in the fold. Usually it's a noon game or something. It's gonna. I, I think, though, if you asked, and this is me guessing, if you asked the majority of coaches at this level, like the MEAC schools, the SWAC schools that are always playing here, would you rather you know, be on center stage Tuesday night, only game on, people are watching, or would you rather have the guaranteed experience of playing Kansas, Carolina, Duke, whatever, in a 16-1 game? Yeah. I think they would choose being in the 16-1 game. Maybe I'm wrong about that. There are certainly benefits. I mean, for but anything, it's tra- less travel. I mean, it's not like they have the big budgets at those schools either. I mean, yeah, well, the NCAA pays for it. If, does it's, it up, if right? it's over, I think, 280 miles. Oh, okay. That's oh, nice. Away from them. They, they upped it this year because I saw that Charleston – they like over 230 miles. That's pretty good. Not that, I mean, it's I saw that they upped it by like 40 miles this year because Charleston was in this situation where if they had played this tournament last year, they would have all their travel paid for, but they don't. And so they're like, they're paying for charters down there themselves and they're just taking a bus back, which kind of sucks. But it's the NCA, they're going to get cheap because God forbid they not spend the money to have travel when this tournament makes them a billion dollars. I would say anything, anything over 100 miles, I would. Same. Get 300 miles. That's a decent little distance. It's, I mean, it's silly. It's all silly. I mean, that's that's like five hours away from wherever you're driving. Probably that's like a little run. Uh, I, I mean, can we both agree though? At least they got rid of that stupid. If you win the first four game, it counts as a tournament win. Well, no, it counts as a tournament win still. But I mean, but it's I'm not. Sorry, a, it's the, it's the not round. the first round. Yeah, thing. yeah, that, yeah. It's which is still. God, I hated that. Yeah, trust me, as somebody who had to like write about it, like having to go back and correct and be like second round and it's, then. I, I, and they I, keep it on reference that way too. And it's just so confusing. I'm like second round. What for like those four <laughs> or five years? I just preferred everything as the round of 64 and the round of 32, just because I, I was like, I can't do this. I can't do for because nobody knew what it was. What you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. If you were like they won in the first round, ra- if you won in the second round, they'd be like, No, 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 you're wrong. That's the first round. And I didn't want to explain it 87 times a day. It they got three so wins. All they went to Sweet 16. Nope, second round. I do think it's hilarious when you look at like like. <laughs> You know, Mike Davis has won five NCAA tournament games in the last 10 years. And you're like, what? Oh, they're all in the first four. <laughs> That's what's going on here. That's the other thing. With, I mean, if you're going to count, if you're going to get the first four as a win, then it should go to all the, then all the playing games maybe should be the small schools. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I think that I'm fine with, I, if you want to expand it, I, th- I still think it's silly. 64 is the perfect number, but I think that they should 
make it at large only teams. Maybe we just yeah, get rid of the play and stuff altogether. I wish they would, but they're not going. It, to. it does, yeah. I mean, it's, I'm not no. I mean, I know Dayton doesn't want to lose it, but it is. I mean, there's no point to it. All right, tip four: the only seed line one to eight that's never produced a national champion is uh, the five seed. The five seed yeah. is correct. Only you, one fours one. You may want to get loose. You may want to. You know, this is a weird year. Don't go with a five seed. Five seeds have made it, it made it to the title game three times, uh, nearly four after Auburn lost to Virginia very narrowly back in 2019, but they've never been the last yeah. team standing. Five seeds this year: Miami, San Diego State, St. Mary's, and Duke. Don't pick them all. Don't pick any of them to win it all. I don't know if you have a sense. I know, like I said, the only one fours one that was Arizona. I think there's only one six one as well. I think, and that was like That's, NC State. I think that was wasn't wasn't Kansas. They were a six seed with the. Uh, Danny the Miracles. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Yeah, that, I know. Eighty-eight. Yeah, and then yeah, and then the no, yeah, NC State was an eight seed, I think, and Bill Nova was. I think NC State was a seven or a six. And Bill Nova, Nova, Bill Nova was an eight. Then Nova was the eight. UConn yeah. was the seven in twenty fourteen. Yeah. I think NC. I think NC State was a six or a seven because that was yeah. Yeah, I remember them being in the upper part of the bracket, which, but then again, that was also before that was before when the, the, the four, Yeah, the, the top four teams had buys. Right. Which yeah, uh, now and you said no one be above eight still, right? No one above eight. Eight's the, the longest seed ever won it. Tip five, the twelve five upset. We all know about it. It's a little bit staggering when you see it in writing, though. So the last thirty seven years, how many times do you think you've had at least one twelve seed win a game? In the last time, thirty five thirty seven years since eighty five, I guess. Yes. Um. So thirty five tournaments. Let's say. 62 times? No, no, no. I'm 37 years. How many years have you had at least one 12 oh, win a game? All but three. All but five. 32 times in 37 years, at least one 12 seed has advanced past the first round. One a couple years ago was a five-game was a five game sweep, I think. It was. Yeah. I think it was like two or three years yeah, ago. All the, all the fives won. Over the last 14 years, 12 seeds are actually 25 and 31 overall against five seeds. A year ago, we had Richmond and New Mexico State both win games. Uh, the Aggies almost knocked off Arkansas in the second round. But tip six, also take a close look at the 13-4 games. Yeah, I think that one's – the 12 is so trendy, but I think the 13 is underrated in terms of upsets. I think you're right. At least one 13 seed has won a game in the tournament 10 out of the last 14 years. Last year was one of the years where it didn't happen. 13 seeds went 0-4, but all four of those games were won by single digits. Remember, Chattanooga lost to Illinois by a point. They yeah. dominated that game. They should have won. Uh, Akron lost to UCLA by four. Vermont lost to oh, who did they lose to Texas by four. Whoever Vermont, I think that's right. And then I think the the one game that I thought was a guarantee to happen, Northeastern, they lost by nine. But this year, the 13 seed line is strong. I'm yeah. saying it's going to happen at least once this year. Number three seeds from the Big 12 on alert. I threw this fact out there yesterday. The last four three seeds to lose to a 14, all from the Big 12. UAB over Iowa State in 2015. Georgia State over Baylor in 2015. Stephen F. Austin destroyed West Virginia in 2016. I remember that one, yeah. And then Abilene Christian uh, surprised Texas just a couple years ago in 2021. This year, you got two Big 12 teams on the three line. K-State, Baylor. Baylor also fits one of my favorite facts. No team's ever lost uh, their first conference tournament game and gone on to win the national title. Baylor, highest-seeded team to lose their first conference tournament game. Baylor is stumbling. UC Santa Barbara plays an exciting style. They can score from the outside. That's the one I'm circling. Kansas State plays Montana State. Who's okay? What's these are trend record list on there for what like like with twelves and thirteens for fourteen seeds in terms of how many? How many times do you think it's happened overall 
since the term expanded in 85? I think it's, I'd say, 12 times? 22. Okay, I thought, I think it is a little underrated, but yeah. 22, but just four times since 2015. So, not typical, but when it happens, it happens to a Big 12 team. I guess 15 would be around 10 times, right, maybe? No, not even that many. No. Because. I think it's happened, I think 15 is like Seven, I want to say, after last year. And the one year we had two of them, like the same back-to-back games happening when Iowa State, or I mean Missouri, and Missouri and Duke both lost. Yeah, yeah. That was, I think, that's the only time we've ever had two 15s in the same tournament advance. We had one last year too, like you mentioned, at St. Peter's. So it was the first year I was covering the NCAA tournament, and it had two 15 seeds. The first one, on the, the first day. one was in nine. I was at Saints doing a remote show with Perrin. Uh Nine times it's happened. Nine, 15 nine. I said ten. That was, yeah. I was close. Yeah. Yeah, but most of those have been recent. We've had one, two, three, four, five, six since 2012. Yeah, I mean, like the first was in 90, and then they were a few and far. 91. Away. And then I think like the South Carolina, I remember lost them one. I think they were two seed and got beat by somebody. Coppin State? Yeah. I can't remember. There's somebody else in that little 90s area, too. I'm forgetting. But Three th- times it happened in the 90s. One time it happened in the early 2000s. Hampton beat Iowa State. Oh, then, yeah. Then up the Norfolk, the Norfolk State. Then didn't happen again until Norfolk and Lehigh beat one in 2012 on the same day. Who is, does it say the other 90s team? Uh, Richmond over Syracuse. Yeah. Santa Clara over Arizona. Yeah. Oh. And then Coppin State over South Carolina. Santa Clara. That's Steve Nash. Yeah. Duh. That was in like 92, I think, or 91, right? 93. 93, yeah. It was right afterwards. All right. Number eight. Don't automatically advance your two seed to the second weekend. No, oh, that that's I, that I'm under. Yes, that's, you like this one. I think the seven ten over the two is a very underrated upset. In twenty three of the last twenty five years, at least one two seed's been knocked out before the Sweet Sixteen. Oh, man, I believe I believe that. Kind of crazy. Last season, Kentucky loses to St. Peter's. Auburn also gets destroyed by Miami in the second round. So only half of the, the two seeds even make it to the second weekend. Yeah, I threw this stat out there too uh, on yesterday's show. There have been 22 number two seeds in tournament history that started the season unranked and then entered the season and entered the tournament ranked in the top 10. 14 of those 22 teams did not make it to the Sweet 16. One team fits that description this year. It's Marquette. Uh, a team who I have on high upset alert as well. I do too. I I love their draw though. I That's hate just, that. I hate that region. I hate it. I, I hate it. Good. Somebody's got to win it. Number nine, be wary of the Mountain West. Not the Mountain West. Four teams in the field this year for a second straight year. Last year, all four were eliminated before Friday. Um, <laughs> none of them made it to Friday. They lost the first four. They got Nevada in the first four this year. Not, not this first weekend. They didn't, make, they didn't make it to Friday. They were all gone before Thursday. The Mountain West is 3-15 and 15 in the tournament since 2015, and they sent just one team to the Sweet 16 over that time, over that time span. Since 2016, the conference is 1-11 and 11 in first-round games. They're currently riding a nine-game losing streak overall in the tournament, and last year they became just the third conference in NCAA tournament history to finish 0-4 or worse in a single March Madness, joining the SEC, which did it twice back in the 80s. I mean, I, I got who, who's the one team? What do you mean? Who's the one team that advanced to Sweet 16? Nevada. Oh, oh, yeah. Remember the, their run? The, yeah, the, the, the Twins, right? The, the, and the Martin Twins, and then they yeah. came back, and they were supposed to be so good, and they kind of yeah. sucked. It was, yeah. That was the... Uh, I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but they do have... That was Musselman, yeah. Yeah, Musselman, and then he just he bounced on him. Yeah. yeah. Do you know who the coach is at Nevada right now? Not a clue, actually. Steve Alford. Wolfpack. Is it? Yeah. I remember, I remember Steve Alford would be the, like, the next IU coach. He is 
now one of three coaches that have led five different schools to the NCAA tournament. <laughs> Any guesses? Who the other ones are? Other two. Mike Davis might be one of them. <laughs> he's not. He's close. He's done it with four. I was going to say, he's, he talked about it. He might be right up there. Uh, you know, he did three. Um, Patino did four. Who's my thing? Oh, Iona. That's right. Last year, yeah, four. Um, no, who are the other two? Tubby. I mean, hold on. That would be Tulsa, Kentucky, um, Minnesota. Did he go with Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Um, Memphis, did he go take Memphis? He's he only there one year, did he? He was there for more than that, I think. I thought he was only there a couple, maybe maybe two years. He wasn't there long. Who is his fifth team? High point? Georgia. Oh, Georgia. 96, Sweet 16. Duh. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not go with Memphis. He did okay. With, uh, Texas Tech is the other one. He oh, was there. God, for, we, we even brought that up the other day. We forgot he was there. He went one time. Yeah. His him, third year. Him and Gillespie were like that era of like we completely forgot Texas Tech coaches. And the only other one to do it, Lon Kruger. Uh, that would be Florida, Illinois, UNLV, and I couldn't tell you the other two. I honestly couldn't either. I, I mean, I remember Long because he was the coach when they went to the Final Four. K-State. And o- I, Oklahoma, of course. He was at Oklahoma oh, yeah, for yeah. 20 years until just now. Yeah. Uh, so the only go. one he went to the Final Four was, was, was Florida. That was the, the meat hook team. Yeah. And knocked off uh, UConn in the tournament. Number 10. You need at least one surprise Elite Eight team. If you don't want to get crazy in the Final Four, whatever. Well, there's only been one chalk Final Four. That was 05, I think. Or no, 06? You're talking about the, the all-one seed all Final ones, Four? Yeah. That was 08. 08, okay, okay. But I'm talking about one surprise Elite Eight team. You need to have at least one. That's that's super wild. Okay. In each of the last 11 seasons, at least one team seeded fifth or worse has played in a regional final. In 10 of the last 11 seasons, at least one team seeded seventh or worse has advanced to a regional final. We've also had at least one double-digit seed in the Elite Eight in five of the last six years. Well, I think those coincide with your twos getting knocked out as well. Yeah, exactly. You, you had Miami last year in the regional yeah. final. You had St. Peter's last year in the regional final. It's going to get weird. Make sure you, you pick wisely. Also, number 11, conference championships typically matter. How many, t- hmm. uh, since the history, of the, in the history of the NCAA tournament, there have only been four national champions that didn't win either their league's regular season or postseason title. Nova in 85, Kansas in 88, mm-hmm. that terrible UConn team in 2014 that we just destroyed, and then Duke in 2015. Those are the only exceptions. That didn't win a conference championship? That didn't win one of the two conference championships. Oh, okay. Outright. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Regular season or tournament. I always just think of tournament when you say conference champion. I, I just, I don't know why. My mind goes to tournament. Every team on the top two seed lines fits that description this year. They won at least one conference tournament. Only one number three seed, though, does. It's Gonzaga. They, they won both. They won. They shared the regular season with St. Mary's, and they won the conference tournament. They destroyed St. Mary's. Twelve, number one overall seed. Be concerned. Committee started designating a number one overall seed in 2004, and since then, how many do, of them do you think have won at all? So almost 20 years, we've had number one overall seed. How many do you think have wound up cutting down the nets? In since 2004. Yes. So about 18 years. Uh, I'll say 14, 13, three. Only three. Oh, no, no, overall number one. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm thinking one seeds in general. Okay. Florida in 07, Kentucky in 2012, and then us in 2013. Has not happened since us. The number one overall seed, it's kind of strange. Has not gotten it done. Gonzaga has been the number one overall seed the last two years. It's wow. Alabama this year. We'll see what happens there. Uh, the Big Ten West Coast drought. It's my 13th tip. 
Team from the Big Ten hasn't won it all since 2000. Team from the West Coast hasn't won it all since 97. So you've got Purdue, UCLA, Gonzaga, Arizona, Indiana. All those want to break this trend. Will it happen this year? Probably not. I think if it happens, it's going to be Pac-12. It's going to be West Coast. More so than Big Ten. Because Big Ten, it's like Purdue and Indiana, and then like who else is even realistic throughout? I, mean, I hope it's Indiana with my bet, but I mean, not short of that. I mean, yeah, I can't. I mean, unless we have a, you know, your Michigan State Cinderella run or something out of that 7-10 spot that we've talked about. Yeah. I think they can get to a final. I think those teams can get to a final. Or USC's in that situation as well. I mean, yeah, for sure. You know, USC's not as good as they've been the last couple of years. But. All right, number fourteen. Only two teams have appeared in every single NCAA tournament and have not lost a first round game since two thousand eight. Who do you think they are? They've been in the tournament since 08. They've not- been in every tournament in 08 and have not gone one and done in any of those tournaments. Well, in Kentucky, they got beat by they got beaten by fifteen last year, and they also didn't make it the year before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm I'm just actually want to have an excuse to bring that up again. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, I don't, I don't hate you. I don't. I'm, I'm, I mean, I want to say Kansas, but I don't think it's Kansas. Is Kansas one? Kansas is one. Because yeah, they lost the the last time they lost the first round would have been Bryant, who we talked about a couple weeks ago, and that was in like '05. So have not lost yeah. the first round since '08. Um, you said since '08, right? Yes. Uh, the other would be Villanova, Gonzaga. Ah. Oh. Gonzaga also has the longest run of consecutive Sweet 16 appearances. They've been to the second weekend every year since 2014. So you may not like Gonzaga. You may not like Kansas. You should probably like them at least until the Sweet 16. When was the last time Gonzaga lost a first-round game? Uh, it was the before they started this run. They haven't lost a first-round well, yeah, game. Well, yeah, no, I'm just saying. And they don't – even when they were, I mean, since since they their run, you know, started in 99 with that Elite Eight run. And they beat us the year later. Yeah, I want to say – I think they lost in one first-round game since then even. But I, I might be wrong because they usually at least got to the second round and lost. Like even when they were like eight nine with like Blake Step and company, I remember that that great double overtime game against Arizona in the second round. Yeah, I mean that was eight nine. Yeah, I mean that's, I was pre gaming. We we're getting ready for a Sacred Heart Junior Senior Dance at Gaddy's watching that game. I remember I was sitting in my house in Norburn. Well, I just kind of remember I was at for that way. They have not lost in the first round in any tournament since this run started. Oh, since ninety nine. Yeah. Never, oh wow. Never okay. been one and done. They've always won at least one game. No, they lost in 2001-2002 in the first round. They beat Fresno State and then lost to Illinois. You're talking about since, you're saying since 08, right? I'm saying since they made they came on the scene in 99. They have not gone one, I'm looking at their record. Yeah, they lost in, they lost to Wyoming as a sixth seed in the first round. What am I looking at then? 01, I don't know. 01 has them beating Fresno State and then losing to Illinois. Well, I guess 0-2. No, 0-1-0-2 season. That's what I'm looking at. Yeah. They lost to Wyoming. I kind of remember that game now vaguely. Lost to Wyoming? Yeah, it's a 6-11. And they lost in 0-6-0-7 and 0-7-0-8 in the first round. I thought 0-6-0-7 was the UCLA game. Was that 0-6? Uh, 0-7-0-8, they lost to Davidson as a 7-10. That's right. It's Curry and, lit them up. And they lost to Indiana as a 7-10 in, in the year before. But since 08, no so, first round loss. But in 24 years, they've only lost the first round three times. That's pretty nuts. That's pretty insane. Pretty wild. All right, final tip. A lot of these have been about taking crazy teams. But if, crazy. if you want to take a one seed to win it all, don't feel bad. One seeds have won more national titles since the seeding the field began than all other seeds combined. One seeds have won 25 national titles. All other seeds have won 17 national titles. It's been even more parity-less in recent years. A number of seed, one seed has won each of the last five national titles, six of the last seven, eight of the last ten. We've also had five of the last six national champions were a one seed the year before. 
Last year's one seeds, Gonzaga, Baylor, Arizona, Kansas. Seems like a solid pool. Yeah. Pick a one seed, probably win it all. Yeah. Do your upsets in the first two, three rounds, then the cream rises. Except for that one Final Four team. It's going to be a seven-seed or worse. Yeah, it's true. There you go. But, like, do, but don't pick them to go to the next title. Pick them losing the Final Four. Except for last year. Carolina. Okay, stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> but usually, yes. I'm with you. They're not going to win at all is the point. Yeah, they're not going to win at all. You hear that, Izzo? You're not winning at all. <laughs> yeah. You may go. I really may pick. Like, I mean, by the way, of all these like seven season higher, how many of those Izzo's? Uh, at least one. 2015. <laughs> yeah, it's a sick. No, he did even in the, uh, what was Michigan State when they, I want to say, did they made a couple runs where they've been lower seeds, right? The, just, they've been like four, I know, a few times. Yeah. And threes. They're never like, yeah, they they always flame out early when they're a one. Exactly. Yeah, or, or, a two. or they were two and they lost. Uh, Middle Tennessee. Yeah. Was that who they lost? Was mm-hmm. Tennessee? Okay. Yeah, because at the time it was the biggest point spread upset in the history of the tournament. But they've, yeah. He gets it done when they're like a five, six, seven, which is why maybe, I don't know, maybe a little dangerous this year. But like they're that team. If I pick them to win a few games, it's going to go against every fiber of my being because I watch them play and they're not good. I don't, there's nothing that I like about them. But history says there's going to be at least one of those teams that you just, you think sucks and gets hot, goes to Elite Eight, maybe goes to a Final Four. The Regis this year, they were one seed when they won it. Then they were, they went to the regional final a few years later as a seven. Uh, final Four is a five. Final four as a two. Final four as a five. If they're a five, you might want to lock them in. That seems to be their trend. But they're not winning at all. And then seven and then two. I was, I felt like they were hired. So maybe I'm just confusing with Syracuse's little runs. Syracuse has some more. They had like the back-to-back final fours where they, like, they were 10 seeds or whatever. Yeah. They fit that mold. All right, there you go. Bracket. T- I don't know if that helped at all, but there you go. If nothing else, it's some weird fun facts. No, you've made it more confusing now to who I'm picking. That's what I was going for. Like I had it all. I had my whole bracket already lined up. No, you didn't. And now I'm completely. Now I'm just like I'm completely screwed. I don't know what to do. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, last <laughs> segment, we'll uh, we'll read some text and then we'll make our picks for tonight's first four games. The Mike Rutherford Show continues next here on the Big X. Final segment here on a Tuesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450, the Big X. Well, Tony, Tony, Tony. I love Tony. Tony doesn't get enough respect. I could not agree more. Very underrated group. This is featured heavily in a Rick and Morty episode. I mean, is it all this song is? Uh-huh. Nah, I mean, this. It won the Grammy. Let's get down. Best song ever. Let's get down. The very first Come comment on, on The very first down. comment on YouTube is talking about Rick is and it? Morty. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, anniversary. I mean, every time it's somebody's anniversary, I always like some of the, I mean, my mind goes Tony, Tony, Tony. I like Tony, Tony, Tony. Yeah, I agree. Tony, Tony, Tony. Let's get down is a very underrated channel. Come on, let's get down. Uh, we've had a eventful three hours here talking about Sidney Curry, 
I mean, talking about how do you describe Carter Bryant, that show, yeah. talking about dream dogs and happy balls, uh, and I don't know. Free BJ's for people named Robert, apparently, during the NCAA tournament. Scoot's trying to pass the buck, even though he's... Scoot's getting mad at you. For, for telling the truth. And then some I, bracket tips. I may or may have not have thrown away part of my reclining chair. <laughs> because I let a hippie put it together. I think that's probably what, exactly what happened. <laughs> I'll get time for a few texts here. We'll make some predictions for tonight's first four games at the end of the show. 502-414-1450. got about 10 minutes here if you want to get your thoughts in. Uh, Texture says, quote, seen and come. Yeah, it's Scoot who has the bad memory. <laughs> How does no? That does it's not, not really a memory. Thing. Thank you, thank you, thank you. By the way, I got into it like with a few textures today about the whole garden and maroon thing again. I think it's the thing that you get the most mad about is is an actual color. I, I love what, but what like one of our textures like was like I think getting mad at me like coming snap. He's like garden's been around since like the twenty like the, the, I mean, the, the it's the, a color the Roman days. I'm like, you're arguing that something that is a color is not a color. My response to him just, I'm thinking, I'm just trolling you people sometimes. Like, my response was like, garnish is the fancy word for maroon. <laughs> Same thing. I think he said something else, and my response back was like, uh, what I say is like, you can call it Grey Poupon all you want, but it's just mustard. <laughs> I love it. This is an important question. Texture says, Trevor, yeah. if Cronin wins it all this year without his two best defensive players, would you still not want him here as coach? No, because even I mean, Kevin Ollie won a title. We wouldn't bring him in either. Yeah, but Cornell also went to a Final Four in addition to this. Yeah, that's true. And he's won three Pac-12 titles in four years. There's been some champions that I was doing. Yeah, I no. I, I you don't, still say no? I don't. Wow, Cronin is not going to bring us to that level. I'm sorry. He's not going to bring us to the level that he's already brought UCLA to. <laughs> I mean, granted, yes, he won more games in the tournament last year than we did all year this year, which I think is true because he did the play-in game. Well, two years ago, yeah. Well, I guess it was the right He matched us. It would have been, yeah. yeah. Well, no, he, he won five. Yeah, yeah, so I'm saying, yeah, I know, because the play-in game. five games in two and a half weeks. <laughs> we took, well, we took us six months. We couldn't even do it. Four months. Oh, God. Texas says, uh, with Nevada, Trey Coleman's from Jeffersonville High School in Indiana. And with Missouri, it's home of your favorite Indiana high school guy, Sean East. Yeah, we all we all love Sean from East. from New Albany. You know, a huge Sean East guy. We are big on Sean East. Where's the Silver Creek guys in the tournament? Even though I thought he was at Ohio State. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Give me the Silver Creek guys. Where, where are the Silver Creek guys? Texas says if Penny takes Memphis on a long run this year, should or does that give us KP doubters reason to believe that it can work? It's, I mean, it's it's better than the alternative. I think the issue now is. The one thing that we all were pointing to last year was, hey, look at Huber Davis. He turned it around. It's going great. And then he becomes the first coach ever to take a preseason number one and not get them into the NCAA tournament. Um, I mean, what Penny's doing, I, I guess you can draw the comparison. I know that both sides have kind of tried to shy away from it. But, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a, a bad thing for I don't think, us I don't, to believe. I don't know if it's really – can you compare me other than being former players that they're alum? I mean, they have not, almost nothing in common. Kenny, Kenny Payne was an assistant coach at both the high collegiate and the NBA level for like 15 years. I think the assumption is they're both going Anthony back. just came they're, off the literally. They're going back to their alma maters and neither had college head coaching experience before they got there. Yeah, but Penny only had like a year of high school coaching as well. I, I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's what the comparison is. I, I think if you want, if this Memphis team does go on a big run, I think the issue is trying to compare, maybe not the issue, but more evidence that you would need to you know, kill it in the transfer portal. Look at. Memphis' best players, they're they're both transfers. I mean, he gets Kendrick Davis from SMU, 
who was a very, very good player, one of the best players in the portal last year, has been even better this season. Uh, DeAndre Williams didn't start his career at Memphis. Like again, the, it's great to get these high-level recruits. It's great that that Kenny or that that Penny brought in a a top ten class immediately. But his best players this year are all guys that didn't start at Memphis. The Keontae Kennedy is from UTEP. Like he went out and got some of the best grad transfers, and that's why he's been successful this year. It's not because he developed this five-star talent over years. For the millionth time, you've got to get guys from the portal. I mean, you want to have a chance. I mean, maybe it's obviously coincides with it being in his early days of Memphis, which hasn't been a long resume anyway. But I mean, most, his better teams have been without the five-star guys, yeah, right? But this is his best team. I mean, the, I mean, I know Wiseman only played like three games, but still, this is, I mean, this is the the best team that he's had since he's been there. And team last the, year was good. They were fine. This team's better. Yeah. All their best players are transfers. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even last year, I mean, it was without the help of you know. Uh, what's his name? EMU, my Bates. Yeah, thank you. Until they just played him out of nowhere in the first round, and he hit like splashed like three threes uh, out of nowhere. I was like, what? I mean, they should have beaten Gonzaga last year, probably in the second round. They they got hot last year at the same time last mm-hmm. uh, season. They've yeah. had a very similar situation. And he's also, I mean, I, I want to say they played they played Houston tough last year as well in the three matchups. They may not have beaten them, but I mean, he's he seems to they you know. Play, Thing is, you're in her conference. I mean, you know that person so well. I mean, you're, it's bound to happen. All right, that guy stepped up, though. Silver Creek, Kaufman Wren is one of the first guys off the bench for Purdue. Where's number four? Okay. Go Silver Creek. It's not really something to brag about because he's probably a guard, and the guards aren't really anything to really get pumped about right now. Texture says, have we discussed Pastner to Kentucky? Well, like the visit? Well, Kentucky's losing one of its assistants is going to take the job at I saw that, yeah. UC Arlington. They know he's assistant. Yeah. So that would open up a spot for... I don't know, a guy who is in need of a new job. And we, we do know that, that Cal loves just keeping his inner circle together. They they did coach that's together. His, yeah, that's his boy. That's I mean, he was – I don't know. I mean, if you're Pastner, I mean, do you get another head coaching job right away? I don't – probably not. I mean, Kyle Tucker, I'm just now seeing this tweeted this four days ago. I could easily see Pastner on John Calipari's Kentucky staff next season. Mm-hmm. His signature is on Cal's first UK contract as the witness because he was there planning to join the Cats – until Memphis called and offered him to take over that program. He was people forget how young he was too when he took that. He's like in his early thirties when he yeah. took that job. God, I don't know if I want Pat. I mean, it'd probably. Be, I, I mean, I, for, for Pastner, I'd probably wouldn't be a bad move to go go go, go do this. Hang out there for, for a couple yeah. of years, maybe get a head coaching job. Me again. forget. I mean, Cal did it with with the Sixers before after the Nets disaster before he came back to Memphis. He was an assistant for two years in Philadelphia. Texas says, "Can you believe the audacity of Doug Gottlieb thinking he can be the head coach of UW Green Bay?" With no recent coaching or playing experience, is he trying to take Aaron Rodgers' place as the biggest douchebag in the city? Well, I can't believe it because he wanted to be the coach at Oklahoma State like three years ago. I mean, he tried to launch a movement to get himself the job. He wouldn't be the first person a team at either collegiate or professional levels hired with no experience. Yeah, I mean, we just talked about one in Anthony Hardaway. Yeah, I mean, he at least I mean, was in the game. I mean, he at least was doing some coaching at some level. Well, yeah, you, but <laughs> Gottlieb's been doing. Gottlieb's been an analyst for like fifteen years now. Yeah, usually those kind of guys are the ones that just get like. You know, general manager jobs for Detroit Lions. Mm. <laughs> or get hired to coach the Colts. <laughs> says, I really enjoyed Mike and TK's tips coming at you in your face, attorney style. <laughs> Telling which teams to rub it in that next round. Best segment of this week, guaranteed. The pleasure is all ours. Go Oral. Beat them. Thank you for that. <laughs> Zoro got the best porn name of the schools and tournament. Yeah. Because <laughs> Morehead's not in there. Yeah. <laughs> Brigham Young was the other one, yeah. 
Brigham, that would not, you're, I feel like a stretch on Brigham Young. People used to always, I mean, that was the joke in like when we were in grade school when Rick Pitino, his, Rick, or not Rick Pitino, uh, uh, Bill Clinton, his favorite team is in his tournament bracket. He's picking Moorhead State and Brigham Young. I mean, Moorhead's, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, I mean, that's on the nose. If you can't really, I think that was a pretty trendy I mean, 90s joke. I was like, Brigham Young's a stretch, but okay. Texas, I hear the balloon glow has some good food trucks. <laughs> Get Scott Clark over to that balloon. Glow. Are you a big food truck guy? Uh, I mean, I would be. I don't really go to food trucks. I, be, I, I, see, I see them around more often than not now. Like, there's one over, like, in uh, Linden over by the BP when you come around the corner by uh, um, Silver Road and in, in, in the Grange, I think it is. And then there's one, there's one like, right by my neighborhood as well. By I mean, they're Harris. all over the place. You just have to go. But, like, yeah, but I've, I've only eaten They're one, over downtown. I've eaten one ever, and that was it when I was, uh, it was tacos out of a food truck when I went to the uh, the thing, the church thing, and it was okay. You never had an Ollie burger from Ollie's Trolley? I've I've I've, I've always kind of wanted to go and never have delicious because it's right over there by where the Kentucky Derby Festival offices were. And what the bleep was that? What are you talking about? Did you not hear that out there? I heard somebody coughing. Is that a cough? It's not like somebody like stepped on a whoopee no, cushion. It's just somebody coughing. Okay. Uh, the Colts just cut Matt Ryan, by the way. Apparently. You mean like this time last year? No, like he's gone. Just on the roster. He started for them last year. Not the. Like yeah, that's right, they, that's right. Yeah. Saturday put him back in in the game. You're right. I forgot. Texas says, um, I had a friend named Ross Wesner, substitute teacher in seventh grade, called him Rose Wiener. It was great. There's this Trevor's never had I love kids. There's this Trevor's never had Ollie's trolley. It's unbelievable. I, I've never been a big downtown guy, especially when it comes to food. Yeah, if, if he, Trevor has to drive more than like three miles, he's not going. Yeah, but it's not like he's never the, eaten there. If it's not like the St. Matthews Westport Road area in my vicinity. It's not. It's pretty much out of my area. Um, I'm hungry though. It's not making me more hungry. I'm sorry. It's okay. We're out here. We're almost time. done. Yeah. Uh, tonight we got two first four games. The NCAA tournament kicks off in earnest on True TV. Get your True TV jokes out. They're great every year. Yeah. Like Ernest goes to the first four. Exactly. Uh, it's six forty on True TV. Southeast Missouri State taking on Texas A and M Corpus Christi. A and M Corpus Christi <laughs> is a three point favorite. Um, I, I told you, Simo has this kid, Philip Russell. He's going to shoot from like the logo. That's mm. he's like little Al Dillard. Al little Dillard, yeah. That's going to be fun to watch. I'm taking the upset. I'm taking Southeast Missouri State. Go new Ohio Valley. You're not dead yet. AM Corpus Christi never danced before. It's their first time. The bright lights of Dayton, Ohio are too big for them. The Red Hawks win. Who you got, TK? Uh, despite that you just dismissed my earnest joke, which was, I thought, way I better it. than that, than what you gave it credit for, I'm going with the same joke that you hate when I make. I'm taking SEMO because of Play of the Apes. SEMO. <laughs> you hate when I bring that reference up. Because we spent like five minutes looking it up one time. It's <laughs> I'm going with Simo. Zero and Cornelius. <laughs> the late game is the at-large game. Pitt taking on Mississippi State. Pitt Good is game. two wins away from potentially playing Xavier, which would be very interesting. Sean Miller going up against his alma mater. Uh, Mississippi State is a two-point favorite. They play incredible defense, but they cannot score. They cannot shoot. It's going to be an ugly, ugly nightcap. TK, who you got? Well, it's ugly if Mississippi State's going to win. I think, it, I think it's ugly regardless. Yeah, probably right. Um, I don't know why I'm taking Pitt. I got Pitt too. What was the line again? Uh, Mississippi State by two. Give well, Pitt then, straight then up. Take point, yeah, take straight up. Take the money line. I, I know they looked terrible in their last game against Duke, but I think they've got better players. I think they can find ways to score. I don't think that you know Mississippi State's going to try to intimidate you with this rugged, gross style of play. 
I don't think you can do that against this pit team. It's going to be a bruise fest, and this I, is, I like Pitt to come out. This is an experienced pit team with the transfers they have. I mean, ask uh, Bayham. They just bought their team just this year. Just bought them. Just bought the team. Uh, if Blake Blankens is, is the guy to watch, he's the guy who lit us up from the outside. The yeah. former Missouri State transfer. If he can make shots, because he's going, he's the one guy on the pit team that I think can create his own looks from the outside and doesn't have to be physical inside. I think they've got a really good shot. If he has an off shooting night, they might be kind of screwed. But it'll be gross. But enjoy the basketball tonight or enjoy whatever you're going to do tonight. We'll be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock with uh, some more fire takes. Maybe we'll have some more transfers. Maybe we'll have some more portal news. Who knows? Uh, We'll see you at 3. Everyone enjoy your Tuesday.